guys and gals and welcome back to the we love horror podcast the podcast where we talk about everything and anything horror and today i'm joined by my canadian brothers to the north mark aka the bearded beauty of ontario and brooke also known as canadian jesus in the horror community how are you guys hey (laughs) doing fantastic how are you man I am great. I'm great after, uh, you know, finally getting through that intro after four times. But, you know, fourth time's the charm. Most of the time they say third time's the charm, but I think fourth time in this case. (laughs) (laughs) What did you guys think of my nicknames? I love it. Love it. Love it. I like it. Cool. I had a, yeah, I had a conversation with Mark the other day, actually, on the DMs. And I was telling him, I was like, is it okay if I just start calling you the bearded beauty of Ontario from now on? Can that just be your nickname? And Mark was like, <laughs> Mark was like, yeah, that's fine. I, I dig it. And I was like, okay, as long as I'm the only one that is allowed to call you that though, <laughs> I trademarked that name. No one for the record, everybody that's listening to this episode right now, you're not allowed to call Mark that I'm the only person, especially you, Josh, you cunt. <laughs> hey, I was just, I was just going to break Josh up. I mean, the bearded beauty of Ontario is a hell of a lot better than you fucking cunt. So, which is what he calls yeah. me. <laughs> I'm good with that. Good, good, good. And I already knew that Brooke was called Canadian Jesus by like everybody. So I just, I just rolled with it. So, yeah, exactly. I can come up with a more official name for you too, if you'd like, Brooke. <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's just roll with Canadian Jesus. You know, it's it's a thing now. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So, how are you guys? What have you guys been up to this past week? Uh, I'm good, man. I haven't been up to too much, really. Uh. I don't know, just kind of hanging out, trying to keep busy. It's cold as fuck up here now. Um, and as you know, Michael, I hate the winter, so I try and stay in as much as possible whenever I can. But uh, <laughs> yeah, just been, I don't know, reading books, playing games, watching movies. Same old, same old. Fun, fun. What about you, Brooke? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Like We're still on lockdown up here in uh, in Ontario, so can't really do much just you know i don't know trying to get through the lockdown um just watching tv playing games you know reading uh, anything to keep busy yeah yeah that, and i mean i i agree with both of you like there's not a whole lot to do with this whole fucking you know <laughs> we're not as locked down tight as i feel like you guys are because um but uh yeah i definitely i definitely feel that and as far as winter goes yeah fuck winter dude <laughs> I hate winter. <laughs> I love winter. I love it. So I'm the opposite of you guys. And that's why Brooke is. Um, that's why Brooke is no longer going to be on this episode. Bye, Brooke. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, since you guys have been in lockdown and stuff, haven't really done a whole lot. Have you guys watched anything as of late that's like good to report on? Uh, I started watching a TV show called Servant on Apple TV. Michael, I was telling you about it a little while ago or the other mm-hmm. day or something like that. Um, highly, highly recommend it. And you said M. Night Shyamalan is the one that... He... It, 
I've been noticing now. I'm gonna look up look it up on IMDb really quick. Uh, I've been noticing now that it different episodes are directed by different people. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's nine directors. Um, oh, Shyamalan's damn. done three episodes, and then yeah, there's a whole bunch of different other people that have uh, that have done different ones. I picked up a couple of movies today or today. Uh, the Dark and the Wicked is one that I'm probably going to watch like either tonight or tomorrow um, and probably have a post up on Instagram about it. It looks fucking fantastic and I've heard nothing but great things about it. So See, I haven't even that one. I haven't even heard about it. Is it like a is it like a film that just recently came out? Yeah, it's 2020. It was directed by um, uh, the guy who did uh, The Strangers. Oh, um, Ryan Bertino. Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Haven't seen a movie from him in a while. Haven't seen a movie from him since Mockingbird, I think. Or maybe it was The Monster or something like that. The I Monster, know- yeah. Well, he did Strangers Pray at Night, too. But wasn't he just a producer? Because I'm pretty sure, like, or oh, he wrote yeah. he wrote The Strangers Pray at Night. I think um, yeah. it was directed by Johan or whatever his name is. The guy, same guy that directed uh, um, the one where they're in the shark cage. I forget. 30 meters down, th- something oh, like 40, that 47 meters down yeah 47 meters mm. down i think he's the one that directed the second the sequel um mm. but i'm pretty sure brian bertino wrote or at least co-wrote the second strangers okay yeah but uh anything else mark not really man like i don't know i saw that you uh, also got the fourth kind as well uh yeah uh close yeah i did so i got fuck- that on 4k it's a fucking great movie. Oh yeah, definitely. I saw it there. It was yeah. only like fifteen bucks on 4K. I was like, uh, yep, grabbing that, <laughs> getting it while before it's gone. Nice. <laughs> what about you, Brooke? Seen anything good? Um, yeah, I just watched a movie that came out on f- this past Friday, or not yesterday, but last Friday, um, called uh, Psycho Gorman. Um, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that yet. But, I have. Uh, yeah. It's, I definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. And like um, the guys of the Porcelain Peak were telling Mark, like it kind of feels like a Power Rangers movie. Um, and it, it's it's fantastic. I highly recommend it. Nice. And uh, yeah, I've been watching Yellowstone. Um, on Amazon Prime. Um, that place has been on my bucket list for a while. Like after watching this series for a bit, I definitely want to check that place out because it looks so gorgeous there. And a movie we've been looking forward to uh, coming out was Ron Turn, and it hasn't released in Canada yet. I don't think so. I plan to watch it the night that it was supposed to come out. I think it's the twenty. No, I don't remember what day it was. Yeah, it was like I the think 20... it was last Friday. Yeah, I think so. Man, I was fucking pumped to watch it, and I couldn't find it anywhere. I was pissed. Yeah, so yeah, um, that's out now. Definitely want to check it out whenever it's available to uh, to rent it or or whatever. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much all I've been watching lately. Nice, nice. Well, I'm a I'm kind of a creature of habit. <laughs> I tend to watch <laughs> a lot of the same things over and over again. Sometimes I branch out, but um, this week I basically pretty much just watched uh, the Haunting of Hill House again for I think the seventh or eighth time now. <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> I love I literally love that show so much um not to mention I also love dead to me which I just started again for I think the fifth time now so <laughs> I never watched that oh mark you gotta fucking watch it it's so yeah, good. either 
Yeah, oh, Brooke, what is wrong with you guys? Where have you been? Are you living under a rock over there in Canada? Do you guys not have it on Canadian Netflix? Uh, Netflix, probably not, actually. Yeah, I don't it, think so. It'll be on Crave, though, because Crave has HBO. Oh, you guys have to watch it. It's so fucking good. They've, they've got two seasons out right now. And they're soon to go, uh, they're soon to be releasing a third one whenever you know hopefully this COVID shit gets over soon. But I'm assuming. Was... Do what? Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I thought there was a lot more seasons than that. No, the third season will be the last season, I believe. Okay. Is what they announced. Mm. Um, so patiently, not so patiently, waiting on that fucking season to come out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then I uh, took Josh's recommendation from Horror Movie Crew, and I sat down with my sister yesterday, and we watched The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Fuck, I still need to watch that too. Yeah, I want to check that out for sure. And <laughs> he was not fucking wrong. There are some times when I was, and I was looking over at my sister. There were times when I was looking over at my sister because I kind of knew what to expect because josh had kind of like you know talked about it briefly on his episode and Mm -hmm. you know uh we've been chatting back and forth uh and he was telling me a little bit about it too so i kind of expected certain things but my sister was totally in the dark i was just like hey want to watch this uh show that my friend or want to watch this documentary that my friend introduced to me and she was like sure and i put it on and she's like what (laughs) are we watching now but it was great it was it was fun so I, I highly recommend you guys watch it. So thank you, Josh, from the Horror Movie Crew for that recommendation. I enjoyed it. It's a fucking crazy-ass documentary. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> it uh, it's one of those documentaries that you can put on if you're having a bad day and you're like, you know what? My life isn't quite as bad as, <laughs> yeah. as I think it is. You know, I think, uh, I think I'm doing pretty good in my life compared to some of these people. So <laughs> no, offense to, no offense to those kind of people, but... Not the kind of lifestyle I want to lead, that's for sure. Yeah, that sounds like a documentary I could watch like over and over again. Like same with like the uh, the Fire Festival documentary. Like I've watched that like two or three times just because yeah. like of how insane that whole situation was. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it's insane. I I, I can't wait to hear your um, guys' thoughts on it when you watch it though, because it's yeah, it's absolutely pure insanity. So <laughs> other than that, I haven't really watched anything else except for you know what movie we're talking about today so but uh let's uh before we start let's get your guys's podcast plugged in do you guys want to talk a bit about your podcast for a second um so yeah as you guys already know we're podcast on Elm street we are from the great white north of canada um but yeah we're a weekly podcast uh talking about horror movies um each week we pick a different movie and uh yeah have a lengthy just length lengthy discussion on that movie um <laughs> yeah i don't know we have a instagram account obviously as everybody else does podcast on elm street there's links in the bio for uh our merch and our patreon and anywhere that you guys uh, can listen to us great plug mark you did it you did a good job uh promoting your podcast so i do it often um but uh i just wanted to start by saying before we get into it i just wanted to say that i love your guys's podcast um i love listening to it every week like i really love your guys's podcast but on top of that i just feel like you guys are both such great friends like i just feel like i've really bonded with the two of you this past year because honestly and i say it on every single podcast episode so the listeners probably know at this point you guys are like my number ones (laughs) You guys are like my main bitches. 
But uh, you guys have honestly just been supporting this podcast since day one, even before I even put out an episode. Uh, you and Mark were constantly messaging me on Instagram, giving me advice, giving me, you know, good, good vibes all around. And I just really appreciate you guys. You guys are fucking awesome. So thank you for that. Well, thank you. So we appreciate it, man. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the day that COVID officially, you know, fucks the fuck off and we can, you know, <laughs> you guys can take a trip down here to Utah and visit me and I can take a trip, trip up to Ontario, not Toronto <laughs> <laughs> and come visit you guys. So yeah, that's yeah, the plan. Sure. So we're, we'll have a good time. We can, uh, we can finally record a, a live episode face to face instead of over, you know, on a fucking computer screen, but <laughs> Fuck, man, Brooke and I haven't even recorded face-to-face in months. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys have, since this COVID thing happened, you guys haven't been able to see each other at all. No, like... Not really, no. I was thinking about it the other day. Like, we've recorded way more episodes like this than we have face-to-face. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's crazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, fucking sucks. I miss looking at them. Yeah. And yeah, you still can't. I know, fuck. <laughs> yeah, because I was gonna say you guys don't like see each other when you record either. No, we don't do Zoom. No. Well, damn. So uh I guess also before we get into the discussion of the film we're talking about today, uh I wanted to do a five question lightning round for you and Brooke. So I asked you and Brooke to come up with five questions and I came up with five questions. So we'll just you know, kind of go back and forth. So um, since you and Brooke are the guests of honor this evening, would you guys like to go first? Um, Brooke, you and I, we each did our own set of questions, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I figured that Mark, if you wanted to ask me and Brooke the same question, Brooke asks you and I the same question. And then I ask right. you and yeah, kind of like okay. just go back and forth. So that works. Okay. Yeah. That's cool with me. Cool. Who's going first? Um, I can go first. Cool. So maybe just like my first question or do you want to do like all of them and then, uh, you can just do the first question and then Mark, you can go after and then I'll go last and then we'll just go, we'll just keep going back and forth till all of our five questions are done. <laughs> all right, cool. All right. So the first question, um, what's your favorite horror subgenre? Ooh, are you asking me first or Mark? Well, I kind of already know Mark, so you can go first. <laughs> okay. Um, mine would probably have to be Supernatural. Like anything Supernatural, I, I fucking love it. Just because with the Supernatural genre, not only not only is it like the scariest for me, but it's the genre that you can really just like fucking go balls to the wall. Like you can really suspend your belief of reality because you don't have to do anything that's like realistic because the supernatural realm can do anything really, in my opinion. So it's like, there's so many things you can do with the supernatural genre. I mean, some people tend to do the same exact thing over and over and over, but there are films that come out every so often that are really good. And I, I don't know. I've just always loved the supernatural genre. Like you guys know how much I love the ring and the grudge and all those movies. Um, and those are the movies, honestly, that I started with like the supernatural genre were the first like set of movies that I started with. So personally, I love those. So yeah. Very nice. Thank you. Well, about you, Mark? Uh, I'm a fan of the slashers, pretty much any of them. I'm generally a fan of, uh, I don't know. I like the cheesiness of them. Uh, I like how some of them, like some of them have like the stereotypical kills, but then there's a lot of them that kind of go off the rails and 
mm-hmm. just do uh, like crazy ass shit. Uh, I find they're usually a lot more gory as well, which is kind of my forte. I'm a fan of the gore. Yeah, sometimes the deaths are pretty fucking creative too. So yeah, that's yeah. always cool. All right. Real original answer, but uh, I'll take it. Suck one, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lots of love in this podcast room today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark, hit us with the next question. All right. How long do you guys think you would last in a horror movie? Oh, well, that's an excellent question because obviously I would last to the end. So you're the final girl. I'm doing a dramatic hair flip with no hair. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just feel like, I just feel like personally, I've seen enough horror movies to know what to do and what not to do. And I don't know. I just feel like if it came down between me and a psycho fucking killer with a knife, mm -mm, it's going to be him that dies. Not me. Like I will fight till the fucking bitter end. I don't care. So I just, I don't know. I just feel like personally, I would probably last, I'd probably be the final girl, but you know, not to toot your own horn or anything. Not to toot my own horn. Yeah. I think I definitely have to say I'd probably last till the end. All right. <laughs> I think that I would, if I was in like, kind of like a Friday the 13th series, like I think I would survive like a few, like a couple movies, like two to three movies. And then eventually just meet my demise. You know, it's got to happen eventually. So I think you I lost like, like, fuck this. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, if I'm going out, I'm choosing the way I go out. You'd be the one that fucking like swallows an entire bottle of fucking like Drano, Drano or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. In your opinion, which is the most brutal way to die? Fire. So burning for you? Yeah, I'd probably say drowning. Oh, those two would be awful. I think it's it's got to be one of those two. I think like because that's just that's a slow death. Yeah, either drowning or like um uh like freezing to death. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah, we live in Canada, so we have ice in our veins. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Except for maybe Mark, who doesn't like winter. So yeah. All right, so I'm going to give you guys a task to do. So you have to make up your perfect horror movie villain band. Oh, God. Okay. It can have, like, however many members, like, keyboardist, like, whatever instruments you want, put a villain with that instrument. That's a great fucking question. That's a very good one. Do you want to go first, Mark? All right. I got Michael on keyboards. that's the one i was gonna do (laughs) it's so no it's okay we're just twinning today mark (laughs) because that that score he learned from john carpenter so that's perfect Mm, nice uh i'm gonna put leatherface on bass guitar (laughs) because he's good at like pulling the thick strings and like bass guitars have thicker strings you know what i mean (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I like your analogies here. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Chucky's the singer. <laughs> okay. Just because Brad Dourif has a wicked voice. Uh, we need a guitarist and a drummer. We'll go Jason on drums. Just because mm-hmm. he's a big guy, I think he could fucking, I think he's got the stamina to be a drummer. And a guitarist. 
You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say Freddy. So he's only got the claws on the one hand, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think he could get some wicked slides going on the on the fretboard. <laughs> they might have to replace the strings a little bit on the guitar too, but Oh yeah. Yeah. I like it. Beat fuck. that. Well, fuck you, Mark, because you took two of my answers already. So I just made I just made the most epic metal band of all time. <laughs> you did. So I'm gonna go with Michael on the keyboard as well because you know he can probably make a sick sick melody on that keyboard because that's you know what he's used to doing um let's see lead vocalist there's not very many singers in this bunch are there <laughs> they're, no. mostly, they're mostly silent types yeah. so damn i would probably have to i'd probably have to go ghost face for the vocalist because he's got that nice fucking like smooth voice like mm. over the phone he's very charming i'm sure he could like yeah. woo. i'm sure he could woo an entire stadium full of you know audience members <laughs> so i'm gonna go with ghost face on the on the lead singer thing because he's too clumsy to do anything else <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he, he's not coordinated enough to play on a keyboard or play a guitar or play the drums so he's gonna stick with lead singer um, he'd end up tripping over his amp cord <laughs> pretty, pretty much he'd be like i'm quitting this band i'm fucking going solo <laughs> oh fuck um i'd have to go with jason Voorhees on the drums as well because as mark stated he's pretty he's pretty strong he'd probably be able to you know beat the shit out of those drums i'm sure um as far as guitarist goes i don't know i'd probably pick pinhead from hellraiser he seems like he'd be like sick with those like i don't know yeah, just picture, yeah i just picture him like there's not really any good reason to have him on as the lead guitarist but like i can just picture him like sitting up there he'd look fucking dope too with those pins in his yeah. head i was mm -hmm. just gonna say he's got that like ensemble like he's wearing all leather all the time mm -hmm. yep. yeah i dig that answer <laughs> yeah and then instead of um bassist i'm gonna go with like a i guess just overall entertainer <laughs> The one that like doesn't really do anything other than like sell the show, and I'm gonna say um, the creeper from Jeepers Creepers. He can just fly nice. around the fucking audience and just, you know, <laughs> spit blood and guts at people. You know, <laughs> eat b body parts of people while they're you know, enjoying the show. Who fucking knows? He could be, he could be selling like the merch in the back or something. Yeah, the tour manager. <laughs> there, there we go. go. Buy my merch in the back. <laughs> but uh, you yeah, to keep your tongue. <laughs> that's my answer. So that's Great an answers. interesting question I that like was that. a really good question brooke fucking nailing it yeah. with these questions yeah. today thank you thank you <laughs> it's my turn yep all right uh you get sucked into a horror movie think michael jordan in space jam <laughs> which movie would you most want it to be and part b which movie would you least want it to be the movie i would most likely want to be sucked into um is midsummer um just live that european life you know it is a cult but i mean don't have to worry about anything on the outside world no electronics no nothing you know um except the incest part that part's kind of fucked up but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the movie i would least want to get sucked into is probably a nightmare on elm street um i know it's probably like not a great answer but a man's needs his sleep. Yes, yeah. I agree. I totally agree with that. <laughs> but it would be it would be fun to to go into Midsummer also because I 
like because I, I i read that they actually do like the whole maypole thing in real life like every year they like that's like a tradition they do the i would love to do the dance around the maypole thing like that is like yeah. my that's my favorite scene in that entire movie like i would i'm just like that would be so fucking fun to do that that would be fun yeah um so. Except I think I might want to be sacrificed a different way because I'm terrified of heights and I don't think I'd be able to do what uh, the elders do in that movie. <laughs> but you're only terrified because of you're afraid of what's going to happen, right? Mm, you, true. You, like you're going up there ready to die at this point. That's true. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. As far as mov a movie that I'd want to be sucked into... I would probably have to go with I still know what you did last summer okay. because they get to go to that like fun little resort and I just I personally feel like the Ben Willis would be a pretty easy person to kill like he's not yeah. difficult and you know but 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 my one my one stipulation to this is that instead of spending my time on an island with jennifer love hewitt i would rather spend it with sarah michelle geller so i'm gonna switch i'm gonna pretend that sarah that <laughs> sarah michelle geller survives the first movie and jennifer love hewitt does not and i would rather spend my time on the island with her because she's just more fun <laughs> all right she's not as uppity tight you know mm -hmm. that's fair <clears throat> and as far as a movie that i would not want to be sucked into as much as I love this movie, it would probably have to be The Grudge because there's like literally no way that you can stop what's going to happen to you. Like you're fucked. Like there's nothing mm -hmm. you can do. Like she's going to come for you no matter what. And she's fucking terrifying. And I I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to deal with that. I would not want to get sucked under my, or pulled into my bed into like the nothing into nothingness. So yeah, I'm going to pick The Grudge <laughs> because there's just like no way. I feel like with, with a nightmare on Elm Street, like there's ways that you could beat him, you know, and outsmart him and stuff. But in in the Grudge, like there's no fucking way you're getting out of that. You're you're screwed. So, so my next question is a question that I kind of took from uh, <laughs> you and I's conversation when we were playing Twenty Questions Horror Edition on the DMs, Mark. It was the question that you asked me a while back. It was the one where um, if you could pick any horror villain to be your significant other, <laughs> like as as someone that you would like swoon over who would you who would you choose i'll give you the same answer i gave you back then <laughs> and what would it be jennifer from jennifer's body mm. nice she, yeah she likes to eat boys so uh, i don't care <laughs> she, she can eat me <laughs> what about you brooke um i would probably go with i gotta think of what her name is in the movie um i would go with uh grace from ready or not oh nice yeah good choice that but she's not really choice. a horror villain oh wait she's not a Could horror villain though oh yeah, i guess so hmm. has to be a horror villain brooke good answer nonetheless so. yeah that is a good answer uh um, you could pick her from the babysitter because she's a villain in that there you okay, go. there we go. I'll go with that then. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's in the babysitter too, and she's even hotter in that movie. So <laughs> I was going to say uh, Baby from uh, Devil's Rejects, but I would not be able to handle her, I don't think. No. <laughs> you mean, Brooke? What do you mean, Brooke? You wouldn't want her, you wouldn't want to be tied to a chair with her dancing in front of you saying, Chinese, Japanese, dirty knees, look at these. You wouldn't want her to do that to you? 
Oh, <laughs> uh, we were literally just talking about that phrase in like our group chat like yesterday <laughs> of like how terrible it is. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> but it's so funny the way she delivers it though. Like yeah. Oh, when yeah. I when I when I brought it up with Josh when we were talking about our Rob on our Rob Zombie episode, I brought that lineup from that movie because it just fucking cracks me up every time I watch that scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Oh man. All right, Brooke, well, you're up. All right, this one's kind of a two-parter. Um, what's your favorite non-horror genre, and what's one movie you would recommend from that genre? I'm trying to think of like a film that I watch frequently that's a non-horror film. Um, okay, I have mine. <clears throat> All right. I would. I think I would have to go with. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen or heard of this movie, but The Age of Adeline. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've watched. I it. absolutely love that movie so much it's basically like benjamin button except like the opposite like she just doesn't mm. she doesn't grow old period um and it's just oh it's such a good movie like it's such a a well put together film like the 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 cinematography is beautiful blake lively is just this is probably my favorite blake lively movie i've ever seen her like any role that i've ever seen her in this is probably my favorite one um so yeah i would go with the age of adeline Cause that's just a movie that every time I put it on, it just feels like I watched it for the first time. It's just so there's something magical about that film. So okay. I'm going to check it out for sure. Cause I haven't heard of that one. Either that one or Titanic. Yeah. Titanic. No, you don't like the Titanic. No, not at all. I didn't, but I didn't want to go with an obvious <laughs> answer. So I tried to pick something else. <laughs> <sighs> this is a hard one for me to answer. Cause I like comedies. I like action. I like adventure movies. I like fantasy movies. I'm going to say comedy and I'm going to say stepbrothers for my recommendation. Solid choice. Solid choice. That's a good one. I also realized I didn't say my favorite genre aside from horror. So I guess romance, drama, drama romance, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Romantic comedies, I also really love. I really Rom-coms. enjoy comedies. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mark. My turn. All right, this is a pretty basic question. Um, would you rather sleep in a haunted house for the night or a cemetery? I would for sure stay the night in a cemetery. Over a haunted house? Yeah, I've been to many cemeteries in the middle of the night, like ghost hunting, and nothing's ever happened. I think houses are way creepier. Like there's just something like, I don't feel like cemeteries are as scary as people think they are. I mean, it depends on the cemetery though. I guess if it was like a cemetery, like in the middle of the woods, like maybe not, but I don't know. I would have to go with the cemetery. Okay. I would go with the haunted house because at least, you know, there's like for sure no dead people there. Do you (laughs) though? Yeah. If there's like a dead body in the wall or something. But you don't know what's there. Whereas a cemetery, you That's know true. there's dead people there. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And chances are you're sleeping on top of a grave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let's see. Okay. So if you were given the death pendle- penalty, what would your last meal be? All right. Is there like a limitation? No. It can be whatever you want. All right, I want a 16-ounce slab of filet mignon, cooked rare, uh, 
two lobster tails. <laughs> What's my dessert? Say black forest cake for dessert. And a 26 or a whiskey. Wow, so fancy, Mr. Hannibal Lecter over here. Hey, man, I like my surf and turf. <laughs> wow. And if I'm going out, I want it to be filet mignon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, mine's not as fucking complicated as Mark's. Um, I would go with a nice craft beer with the biggest and juiciest dill pickle there is. What the fuck? That's it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's it. He's a, he's a man of more simple pleasures. Wow. Exactly. I know how to make you happy now. <laughs> a big old dill pickle. Damn, even my answer w- was better than Brooks. I would, I would say chicken strips and fucking fries with, with extra ketchup on the side would be my freaking. That's like my go-to. Anytime I go to a restaurant, I'm like chicken strips and fries. And my oh, friend, man. Yeah. My wife's the same way. I'm like, we can make that at home. Like, why do you want somebody else to make you chicken fingers and fries? Yeah. Well, actually, more specifically, there's a, a pizza place where Mark lives that has the best dill pickles in the world. Nick's? No, Papa Larry's. Oh, right. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> Papa Larry's. I want, I want the biggest dill pickle you can find from Papa Larry. That's what I want. Exactly. <laughs> side of craft beer, please. Uh, oh, man. That's great. If that isn't anything I've heard from a Rob Zombie movie, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, guys. My fourth question who is your favorite horror director? Picked anybody else that wouldn't be my favorite horror director, though. That's the thing. So I'm going to go with Wes Craven. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, he's made some stinkers in his career, and this might be unpopular opinion, but like some of his movies, I'm just like, I don't like these. But he's <clears throat> he's made some solid films. Like, obviously, the Scream franchise, Red Eye is one of my favorite films that he's made. Um, mm-hmm you know, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. So the guy's a fucking legend. So I'd have to go yeah. with Wes Craven. And he's the only director. Well, I guess he's like one of the only directors that I like love so much that passed away. But I fucking cried like a baby when I found out he passed away. So I'd have to go with him. It wouldn't be fair to pick anybody else over him. I was going to say one of the newer ones, but I mean, they've only had like two or three directing credits. So I can't mm-hmm. really go with them. You were going to go with Ari Aster, weren't you? I was. I was. <laughs> I'm just going to say Wes Craven because, I mean, I can't mm-hmm. not say him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cop out. I don't care. I don't care. Like, <laughs> like, Robert Eggers was right on the edge of my tongue, too. and But, again, he's only got two, two directing credits, so I can't really. Yeah, that probably like, would have been my pick, Mark. The Witch and the Lighthouse are fucking phenomenal movies. Yeah. I thought you were going to say uh, Flanagan, Michael. No, he he is he is one of my favorite directors, but he's not like my, I don't know, I guess like my diehard favorite director. I would have yeah. to go with Wes Craven just because like I grew up with him essentially mm-hmm. like my whole life. I grew yeah. up with his films and, you know, like I said, it wouldn't be fair for me to pick anybody else because when he when he passed away, when I found out he passed away, I fucking cried like a little bitch. I don't care to him. I don't care about admitting it on this podcast. I cried for like two days. I was that upset because <laughs> I had a there was a dream of mine from the time that I like the first time I saw Scream until like, you know, 
the time that I found out he died, I always wanted to work on a film with Wes Craven. And I was like, that is one of my life goals. That is one of my goals in life is to work with Wes Craven one day. And then, you know, that dream was shattered. So <laughs> it was a really hard pill to swallow for me. So that's why I went with Wes Craven. But if if, if Ari Aster had made more films, I'd probably go with him though. Yeah. Just because, oh yeah. my fucking God, like his last two, his first two films are just perfection. There's nothing, there's mm -hmm. absolutely nothing wrong with them. So Cool. That's my opinion too. Well, good, Mark. We're on the same page then. Mm. <laughs> mind melding, mind melding. <laughs> All right, Mark, you're up. Question number four. All right. Which horror movie cliche death do you think you'd most likely fall victim to? Like in my mind, I had like tripping over a fucking branch in the woods or like mm. something like that and then getting caught. I would have to say that'd probably be mine because I'm a very clumsy person. Like I trip and bump into shit all the time. So that would, I hate to admit it because that is like, I watch when I watch horror movies, when characters do that, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, get yeah, like, but I would be that one that would trip over. I would probably trip over nothing. I would trip over air and fall because that's how clumsy I am sometimes. Like I, I grew up with the nickname bull in a China closet for a reason. Like my mom, my mom used to hate taking me to like the, the craft stores where there were like glass or anything fragile because yeah i i i knock shit down all the time so that would that would be mine tripping and falling over a branch my own foot you know down the stairs something like that all right hmm. um mine would probably be locking myself in a room where there's only one entrance or exit <laughs> my right. mistake like not realizing it <laughs> you would be fucked and it follows then <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the movie brooke would die in is it follows because he'd go in a room <laughs> with no exit <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man oh right. my my turn huh okay i feel like this is kind of like a like a horror staple that i do on every five question round that i do so i'm just going to ask you guys if you guys could only choose five horror movies to watch for the rest of your life, you couldn't watch anything, any other horror movies except for these five, which five would you pick? Fuck. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Um, Scream. Uh, Hereditary, Midsummer, And... <laughs> you're such Hall a cheater oh, yeah I look to your wall of films for <laughs> halloween halloween the original <laughs> halloween um i would go with american psycho what we do in the shadows scream texas chainsaw massacre and see it's that fifth one that gets you i know because there's so many movies um i'll just say midsummer great choices good choices yeah, yeah. <clears throat> all right are you guys ready to change horror movie history oh oh, oh absolutely <laughs> all right if you could take away 
one way to kill someone in horror movies. So they'll be in the future movies and in the past movies. Which way would that be? So it would never show up in movies. Yes. Okay. Damn. Look at Brooke asking all these tough ass questions. Really <laughs> yeah, stumping man. me and Mark today. Damn. Good ass questions. Yeah, they are. I'm going to say strangulation. All right. It's kind all of right. a boring, boring kill. I wouldn't miss it. Kind that's, of a, that's a fair answer. Yeah. I would probably have to say being shot. Cause I just feel like, I just feel like a, like aside from strangulation, which is also boring. I feel like being shot is kind of boring too. It's just like mm-hmm. one bang and you're done. Like, especially if you're shot in the head, it's just like, okay, that was yeah. cool. I guess someone got shot in the fa- in the head. Cool. Like, yeah. I'm or even like they get shot two or three times and then don't die for like another like few hours. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow hang on. <laughs> yeah yeah i'd have to go with shooting probably nice. all right solid answers all right if you guys were john kramer which saw trap would be your go-to to use this might be a boring answer but i think i'm gonna go like old school like classic i'm gonna do the jaw trap because i think the jaw trap would be fucking mm-hmm. terrifying like, like the reverse bear trap? Uh-huh, the reverse yeah. bear trap, yeah. I think I would go with that because not only is that scene iconic for many fucking reasons, but that that just that idea of knowing that in like 60 seconds, if you don't unlock that, you're, basically your face is going to be ripped apart. It's just a scary, yeah. it's a scary thing. And I just feel like that would probably be the, the go-to for me is the reverse mm-hmm. bear trap. Sweet. Um. For a second there, I forgot his last name is Kramer, so I instantly thought it was a Seinfeld-related uh, horror <laughs> question. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, I probably had to go with the uh, the trap from, I think, the sixth or seventh movie, but uh, where the two people are trapped and they have to race to fill this like bowl with their own like flesh or whatever oh, it is yeah. to escape. Mm. So they're pretty much like cutting. Well, the fat man's cutting chunks from his body and the girl just saws her own arm off. Like, ah, no, I wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. F- fun fact about that scene. Um, did you know that the girl that plays in that film, in that opening scene, she won a contest. There was a VH1 show called Scream Queen. Mm-hmm. Not the same one with Emma Roberts, but it ha- it came out during that height of reality TV and it was a show called Scream Queens. And, and okay. it was just a, it was a reality TV competition where a bunch of women competed in horror related challenges and whoever won got to be in the next installment of Saw 6. So the girl that's in that won that and she had no acting experience. She had no prior acting experience before coming onto the show. And she's wow. such a fantastic fucking actress. And I, I've been obsessed with, I actually messaged her on Instagram a while back and asked her if she wanted to come on the show sometimes to talk about that, but yet to hear back on that yet but um i'm sure i'm sure one day because we used to be friends on myspace i used to be friends with her and i used to chat with her on myspace back in like two back in the day back when myspace was a thing yeah she probably doesn't remember that but i do because it was like so exciting for me because i was like oh my god i'm talking to tanidra howard from fucking screen queens who's in saw six i was just really excited but yeah fun fact about that sorry i didn't mean to go off on a tangent but oh that's pretty cool that is a really cool fact actually yeah yeah I recommend that show too. It's really fun. 
had two it's seasons. Still on? Oh, no, no, it only had two. Se- I wish it was still on because it's a fucking great show. I would love to watch a show like that in like this day and age. But yeah, yeah, they only had two seasons because whoever won the second season was in Saw 3D. Oh, nice. Yeah, but uh, cool. Yeah, I just I when you when you were talking about that trap, I was like, oh god, I have to bring that up because that'd be cool <laughs> for people to know. Because I feel like that show went completely under the radar. Every time I say, every time I ask people, have you seen that show, Scream Queens? They're like, oh, the one with Emma Roberts, and I'm like, no, the other one. <laughs> They're like, nope, never heard of it, and I'm like, how did you not hear about this? And you're a horror fan, I don't know. <laughs> but um, your turn, Mark. Nope, your turn, Michael. My turn. Oh, that's right, because you just asked that question. <laughs> All right, so um, in your guys' humble opinion, what are your top three most unpopular horror opinions? Oh, fuck me. Are you trying to get us killed here? I don't know. You might get killed with me if you bring up what you brought up the last time we talked about this. Ah, fuck, here we go. All right. <laughs> Number I brought one. up this question, so maybe you oh, okay. can yourself a little bit. No, no, <laughs> this is just digging my grave even more. Uh, I don't like The Exorcist. Hmm. Um, I did not know about that about you. Yeah, not a fan. I don't think it held up very well. Uh, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is overrated. And, uh, oh, I don't like the Evil Dead franchise. Aside- I like the I like the remake. Okay. But I don't like the, yeah. the first three. Hmm. I was gonna say. I was like, Mark, right. what, about the, what about the remake? No, nah, the remake is fantastic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh did you like have those answers like loaded up already? Holy shit. No, man, I'm just right. fucking used to talking to people about it because I get shredded all the time about it. Um okay. Um my first one, um, Halloween is the worst franchise out of like the main four or five villains. Oh, okay. <laughs> you mean like he's like the worst? He's like the worst out of the like the five main horror villains. Is what you're saying? Yes, and like the movies, I I don't like the movies. Okay, well, um, all right. Well, this was fun. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I can't with this answer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hereditary is overrated. Motherfucker. <laughs> Mark's going to leave this too. Damn. What is happening right now? <laughs> you think you know um, someone. I know, right? Um, I mean, I, I agree with Mark's about Jamie Lee Curtis. His answer for that. Don't try and fucking redeem yourself now. <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm just trying to think of something i don't know if it's like a hated answer but i cannot stand giallo movies yeah it's like old italian like kind of like whodunit movies oh okay so it's like a subgenre type of thing yeah 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 like suspiria would that count as like an italian is that an italian movie yeah exactly it's giallo okay i love that movie but aside from that i'm not a huge fan of like any other ones yeah if so. you go on Shutter, they just added like a whole shit ton of them like a month or so ago. And I've tried watching a couple of them and I'm, yeah, I'm with Brooke on that one. Um, highly disagree with the other two picks, but. So do I. Man, that was fucking rough, Brooke. 
<laughs> hey, Mark surprised the hell out of me. Fuck. I, I wasn't all that surprised with Mark's just because I think we had a conversation about this before. I think I knew the oh, Exorcist okay. one. I knew about the Exorcist one, but um and well and i could judge from your episode with josh when you guys did halloween rob zombies halloween when you were talking about jamie lee curtis mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and I, I wanted to mention that actually you guys kind of brought up very good points that kind of made me realize that jamie lee curtis is very overrated as a final girl so i kind of agree with you on that mark because there's just a lot better final girls out there like she used to be like mm -hmm. one of my top final girl i mean she still is but she definitely got knocked down a few pegs after listening to your guys's points that you brought up so mm -hmm. <laughs> as far as hereditary goes though brooke oof. yeah we gotta have a conversation after this yeah i thought mark was gonna have an aneurysm over there he's over there like oh my god <laughs> oh my god brooke you did not just say that <laughs> Oh man. <clears throat> does that end our five question lightning round? It does. All right. Well, that was fun guys. Thank you for participating in that. For sure. That was fun. Would you guys like to get into the film we're talking about today? Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke started early. Okay. I even got my man of can of mountain. Oh, sorry. I didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fucking great. Mark, would you like to open up yours with me? I would. I would. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> hey, I've been I've been the odd man out the whole podcast. So. <laughs> so, since you guys are the guests, would you like to tell our listeners what uh, movie we're going to be discussing today? Yes, sir. We will be talking about Ginger Snaps. And that was your that was you and Mark's pick, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah. When we had the when we had the voting pull up on Instagram last weekend, that was your guys's pick and. Um, quite frankly, I'm kind of glad that this one won because I love American Werewolf in London, but I think this film, as far as like werewolf films go, this one is much more enjoyable to watch, in my humble opinion, if I'm being honest. And if I'm being totally honest, I've only watched that movie once and it was like two years ago. And honestly, I, I didn't really think it held up that well. I don't know. Yeah, I bought might it be, for you. That might be like a, a bad opinion as well, maybe. <laughs> I think I think you're just offending Mark all over the board tonight. Mark's like, no, I just no, no. That movie for you. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because he was, okay, he was talking about it. This is like whenever I bought it. He had been talking about it like two or three days prior, and I was at Walmart, and I saw it there for like $5. I was like, oh, fuck. So, oh, Brooke, yeah. I'm buying this for you. Um. <laughs> I've only ever seen it once too. And I honestly can't remember if I liked it or not. Cause it was so long ago that I watched it, but I'm not a, I'm not a werewolf fan. So. Same. Yeah. I've never, I mean, this film in uh, the howling, which I recently watched for the first time when I did my mm -hmm. episode with um, Will and Eddie from the poor podcast, like I hadn't seen the howling before I did it. So it was yeah. like the, the werewolf genre isn't something I really venture into all that often. So, but, uh, I'm glad I'm glad this film won not only because it's probably in my humble opinion probably in my top three of like best werewolf films ever made but it's also a Canadian film which just happens to fit perfectly with you guys because you guys are from Canada so maybe that's why we picked it maybe that's yeah. why you know what a coincidence <laughs> but uh, then, uh every one of us probably had a crush on one of the actresses uh Catherine from this movie Isabel. 
Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I'm, as everybody knows, I'm a homosexual man. So I think Catherine Isabel is sexy, <laughs> sexy to say the least. <laughs> Everything that she's in, I'm just like, hot damn. She's, she's a good looking woman. Like she really is. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, Mark, would you like to, uh, take it away with the plot of this film? Sure. Um, so this plot is written by Faze on IMDb. Two death-obsessed sisters outcasts in their suburban neighborhood must deal with the tragic consequences when one of them is bitten by a deadly werewolf. Ooh, nice dramatic reading, Mark. Thank you. That was like so smooth and like your voice was just so, uh, you know. Dreamy. Yeah, don't get me started. Jeez, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I call you the bearded beauty of Ontario for a reason? And I, uh, I just thought of it, but I'm going to change my answer for Michael's question of the significant other. I would pick Ginger from this movie. She was honestly up there with me too, for sure. Yeah, I'm surprised neither one of you said that answer. I, I, I figured Mark, you were going to pick Jennifer from Jennifer's Body, but yeah. I assumed, I assumed that. Uh, Brooke would say ginger. So. I didn't even think about it <laughs> to be honest until now. So ginger was a smoke show in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um good, good plot reading. That was that was good. Also, I wanted to bring up Brooke, your fucking um poem reading of Pumpkinhead. I was talking to Mark about it and I was like, <laughs> holy fuck, Brooke should start his own podcast where he just reads like fucking spooky stories or something because you just like the way you you committed to that dude like i was just I like know. that was so good i was feeling it by the end of the poem I'm not gonna lie <laughs> yeah that last line that you delivered was fucking great <laughs> i was literally in stitches i was laughing so hard i don't know why it was just because i think i i don't think i was expecting a dramatic reading as dramatic as that. <laughs> so i was like oh gosh that was so good but uh yeah, so um, I don't know if you guys wrote down any of the the cast, but um, I wrote down just a few, like the main cast people that I knew of personally from movies that I've seen. So if there's anyone else that you guys want to throw in, like let me know. But mm -hmm. uh, okay. Emily Perkins as Bridget, and obviously she's most known for this film and It from the nineteen the nineteen ninety film or TV series It. She plays Beverly Marsh. Yeah. which is what I recognized her from. And then she's also in Ginger, Nap Ginger Snaps 2 that came out in 2004. Uh, I also see that she's in She's the Man, which I didn't know of until I looked this <laughs> up the other night, like to look up like all the cast. But she plays Eunice. Yeah. <laughs> which yeah, I, I had no idea that that was her. Like that blew my mind. I was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, I saw that picture of her on there. <laughs> I'm going to be the best roommate you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And um, I saw oh, that she's ahead. also in Supernatural. She's in four episodes of Supernatural. But yeah. uh, other than that, what did you want to say, Mark? Uh, there's a third gender snatch movie, too, and they're both in it. Nice. Are the, are the other two as good as the first one, though? Because I haven't seen either one of them. I've never seen the third one. It's supposed to be like a prequel to everything. It takes place in like the 19th century. But they're both in it. And hmm. Ginger Snaps 2, I know I've watched it, but I honestly, I can't remember it at all. Hmm. So I don't know if it's good or not. What about it has a similar rating on IMDb as, as the first one, though. So. so it must be pretty good, then. Must be all right, yeah. Yeah. 
What about you, Brooke? Have you seen either of the other two? No, I haven't seen either of the other two. Um, I know the second one's also on Amazon Prime, I think, so maybe I'll check it out. But mm -hmm. yeah, no, I haven't seen either one of them. Yeah. And then um, it also stars uh, this uh, smoldering beauty over here, Catherine Isabel. She plays Ginger. And she, mm -hmm. she's she been in a lot of stuff like that I've yeah. seen. Um, so yeah. she's in Ginger Snaps too, obviously. Freddy versus Jason, Jason, which is personally my favorite <laughs> role that she's ever been in. I fucking love her in that movie. Um, and uh, she's in American Mary. She's also fantastic in that. Uh, yeah. See No Evil 2, which is another role that I love her in. Um, and then yeah. she was in 30 Days of Night, Dark Days, which I had no idea about because I've only ever seen 30 Days of Night, the second one, one time because I hated it so much. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think I've seen that one. Maybe if I went back and revisited it, I'd like it better. But I just hate it when films do that with, with you know, not casting the same person that was in the first movie. It's just, it takes me out of it completely. Yeah. It completely yeah. took me out of it. And I was like, you couldn't freaking get Melissa George to come back and reclaim her role. I guess not okay yeah. <laughs> and then the last thing that i thought was worthy to note that she's in is carrie the tv movie from 2002 she plays tina blake which yeah. i've never mm -hmm. seen the tv movie i've heard it was really bad so i didn't even bother um one thing i have to mention that she's been in is uh hannibal the tv series yeah um if you haven't watched that series highly highly recommend it it is so fucking good. It's like they need to bring it back because they kind of like canceled the last season, like after the last season aired. Um, but it's it's an amazing series, and uh, Mad Mickelson does an amazing job as Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, that's been sitting in my Netflix queue for quite a while. I haven't I haven't gotten to watching it yet, but yeah. I will. So you should it's good cool cool um anything uh, you know her from mark other than she was she was in uh bad times at the el royale which came out in 2018 yeah um and there was another one. Oh, she was in the girl in the photographs as well okay which came out in 2015 mm -hmm. yeah um have either of you guys seen american mary yes yes yeah yeah that's a good one too fucking she's, great movie. she's so good in that film <laughs> Yeah, that that's probably my probably second favorite role that she's ever done. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I just watched that one last year um, for the first time. Yeah, she's yeah. she's great in it. Um, and then these other two that I listed, I know them from a couple of things. Not they haven't been in very many things, but um, Chris Lemchi, I think that's how you say his last name, as Sam, and he's known for Final Destination Three mm -hmm. as Ian McKinley, and then yeah. he. He's also in a movie that came out in 2016 called They're Watching, and I watched it one time. It was on Netflix, and I was curious to see what it was. I don't remember anything about it, so I don't even remember if it was worth watching or not. Um, mm -hmm. But those are the only two things I have him down for. I don't know if you and Brooke wrote him down as any as being in anything else. I just kind of wrote down things that I personally knew them from. So, <clears throat> um, I'm looking at the movie poster for They're Watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the writers of Call of Duty Black Ops 2 and Spongebob Squarepants. <laughs> so... Me, I, like, spit out my drink. <laughs> wow. uh, I'm, I'm kind of interested now. That's amazing. Like, I, like I said, I can't help you out with uh, remembering whether it's a good movie or not. I just remember watching it once and then just kind of whatever after that. But yeah, 
Oh, he was in uh, In Time, too. I was just going to say that I don't remember him from that movie, but that movie is awesome. Yeah, it's fucking wicked. It is very good. Um, and then Jesse Moss as Jason, and he's also in Final Destination 3. He plays uh, Jason in that f- film as well. So <laughs> not only oh, are him, yeah. yeah, not only are him and Chris yeah. Lemchi in the same, you know, Final Destination film, but his name is also Jason in this film as well. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. That's uh that one may be my favorite Final Destination movie, I think. Okay, um, Brooke, you've you've won some points back with me then for saying that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After that hereditary comment, you may have won a little bit of, you know, <laughs> a good a better standing with me now, but <laughs> quite a ways to go. But yeah, yeah. Um, he's also in Tucker and Dale versus Evil from 2010. Yeah. He plays Chad. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's he's pretty good in that film too, from what I remember. I don't know if I don't yeah, remember if he has he like a good. huge part or anything, but uh, he's pretty good in that. Um, and then he plays Matt in the Uninvited from 2009, which I personally mm-hmm. think is a pretty good movie. I, I, I liked it. I've always loved it. So um, he's also in Wolf Cop. Ooh, that's right. He is. He is. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. So, um, and then you you said Mark that you guys also wrote down the mother that's in this film, right? <laughs> I did, yeah. Um, I I didn't, but she definitely has like a recognizable like face and like personality, like to the mm-hmm. way she acts. Um, that seemed familiar, but after looking at her IMDb, I didn't really recognize her from anything that I've seen. See, same with me. I was just telling Mark that before we started recording. I was like, I didn't put her down because she does have like a face that I feel like I'm like I've seen her before. But yeah. when I looked at her credits, I was like, I don't think I've seen anything that she's been in aside from this film. So I didn't put her down just because I was like, I don't know anything that she's in. So, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, she's, yeah, she's played by Mimi Rogers. Um, I'm trying to think. I think she was a bigger actress, like in the 90s. Yeah, she's been in quite a bit of stuff, mm-hmm. just nothing that I've seen personally. So, yeah. Oh, well. Anyways, <laughs> uh, did you guys have anybody else down as far as like cast list go? No, I didn't. Okay, uh, so it was directed by John Fawcett, and he's known for like a lot of TV work, from what I could see. Like he's done a lot of stuff for television, but otherwise, I'm not really familiar with his other things, except for the fact that I'm pretty sure he directed Ginger Snaps too, as well, if I'm not mistaken. I might have to double check that you guys might double check that, but um, it's also written by Karen Walton and she uh, also wrote Ginger Snaps too, but she also wrote this first one and she's also Mm -hmm. done some TV work. So, yeah. Um, But yeah, that's, that's basically about it for me when it comes to like, you know, cast and crew of this film. Did you guys have anyone else you wanted to mention? Uh, No. I think we got everybody that I wanted to talk about, but he, uh, John Fawcett did um, 17 episodes of Orphan Black, which is a pretty popular show. I've heard it was pretty good, so. Um, He directed six episodes of Xena. Warrior Princess? (laughs) Yep. I'm not seeing any of the other Ginger Snaps movies. Okay, because for some reason I thought last or the other night when I was, you know, putting down his work, I thought that maybe I had seen that he had directed the second film as well, but I guess I was mistaken. 
No. Yeah. No. He might have had something to do with it, but it wasn't directing. Oh, okay, cool. Well, um, moving right along from that, I also have a few fun facts about the film that I kind of wanted to share with you guys and some other people that you might not know about this film. So uh, John Fawcett, the director, only wanted to use practical effects for like all the prosthetics and the makeup. And I think that's awesome. Cause like, I, I think, I, and I wanted to bring this up later on when we get into like the full discussion, but I think that it really, really, makes this film stronger with just using prosthetics and practical effects but at the same time it also kind of hurts the film in some ways as well and i'll get into that later but i thought that was interesting that he didn't want to use any cgi whatsoever so um and then when Catherine and emily did their audition the writer karen walton basically had told them that their characters or their their audition reels were exactly how she envisioned the characters and they were casted like that day so um and then Catherine isabel's makeup took up to three hours to apply and 45 minutes to remove after shooting yeah it's insane like that sounds like a fucking pain in the ass to have to sit there (laughs) in that chair for three hours and have shit put on you that whole time yeah (laughs) yeah i wouldn't be able to handle it yeah and this this is a fact that i thought was really really interesting um so along with the coincidence of stars Catherine Isabel and Emily Perkins auditioning on the same day, they also went to this, they were born in the same hospital, attended the same preschool, elementary school, and private school, and worked through the same talent agency. Yeah, That's crazy had, to me. It is. I had that one written down too. I thought it was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have any other fun facts that you guys wanted to say? Uh, I have one that you didn't already mention. Um, Lucy Lawless, who plays Xena, Warrior Princess, she is the uncredited announcer over the PA system at the school. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. And she calls out two names, and one of or the names are Samuel Ramey and Theodore Ramey. So Sam and Ted Ramey. Oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's very clever. Very subtle. Hmm so subtle that i missed it so (laughs) um Uh, yeah just quickly going back to the cast and like uh stuff i was just looking up uh the um the makeup department the lead guy is uh paul jones and uh he's done makeup for like um uh silent hill the movie and the sequel he's also done the boys recently and um uh, the what we do in the shadows TV show. So he's done like a lot of uh, makeup effects on a lot of uh, big movies and uh, TV shows. It looks like. Damn. Yeah. The 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 fucking makeup effects in Silent Hill are incredible. Like the scene where he where Pyramid Head picks up the girl and basically just rips her skin off. Like that scene yeah. is brutal and it looks so yeah. gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But uh, but yeah. Thanks for thanks for bringing that up, Brooke. Because I missed that. I missed that part. So. I think that's important to note because I think yeah. the, I think the makeup and prosthetic effects in this film are fucking phenomenal. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're wicked. So uh, do we want to get into the the full movie discussion? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Sure. All right. So <laughs> I really love this opening scene because you get like the scene of the kid playing in the sandbox while his mom is raking leaves in the background, and he basically picks up a fucking dog's foot it's like a (laughs) like the mom 
well and i wanted to i wanted to note like on most recent watch when i watched this last night i was like why is the mom walking up to her kid like that mm-hmm. were you, were you guys yeah. thinking that too she has like this weird look on her face like she's about to kill him or something like she's walking up to him like <laughs> "Ooh, i'm gonna murder you i don't know i thought that was weird yeah she was like walking over to him like very ominously I thought she was yeah. possessed or something. <laughs> I don't know. I thought we were about to watch a child get ripped apart by some werewolf or something in the first five seconds, but um, yeah, and like the it doesn't like hold back at all in the first opening scene. Like poor Baxter, you just see him with his chain around his neck and missing half his body. And it's gnarly looking too. Like the effects are fucking gross. I was like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> And then I love the next part of the scene too, because then she like goes running out and then this is when you get introduced to Bridget. Um, And she's like, she's really weird in this film. I love her, but like, she's so fucking weird in this film. Like the way she She is, she's like, Ooh, like hunched over and just like hair in her face. Like the fucking girl from the ring. She's just so weird. And like the neighbor lady goes running out and she's like screaming about the dog. And there's like a bunch of kids playing like in the street and they're just like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Emily Emily says to Ginger like, "Oh, Baxter's dead." <laughs> like no care at all. Yeah, yeah and I, I love how you get introduced to these two characters right off the bat and they're just fucking completely off their rocker. Like you meet Ginger in the next part of the scene when um <laughs> Bridget gets home and Ginger's just sitting on the bed basically cutting her wrist open with a fucking knife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they and then they go into this whole like so how are we going to kill ourselves? I'm thinking I'm going to slit my throat. And they're talking about like how this they've had this death pact since they were like eight years old. Yeah. And shit like that. And I noticed that like, do both of them have scars on their palms? Yeah, they both had them. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say. It's supposed to be like a blood pact. Yeah. Like they made a blood pact back when they were like eight years old about them taking their own lives at some point. And so it's just, I've, I find this film very darkly comedic in some parts like this mm-hmm. film had me laughing in some parts last night because oh like, yeah me too i hadn't i hadn't seen it in so long and so when i when i revisited it last night i had forgotten about certain parts and i was just dying because i was like this is fucking hilarious <laughs> yeah. yeah like if there was one movie to perfectly describe like that transition into like the new millennium like this is the movie oh for sure yeah for sure i think this movie was made in the wrong time <laughs> <laughs> this may this movie was made <laughs> way before its time <clears throat> so but i also love how you get this opening scene like montage of them taking photos photos of each other because you get like in the next shot uh <laughs> gingers basically <laughs> looks like she's been impaled by the fence post yeah yeah and- i can see her gaunch <laughs> <laughs> And they're basically taking pictures with a Polaroid camera of each other, like in various like deadly situations where they've electrocuted, ran over by a lawnmower, mm-hmm. fell down the stairs. And it's, mm-hmm. I found this scene, this opening scene kind of unnerving as well as yeah. like kind of funny because it's just like, there's something creepy about authentic looking Polaroid photos of just mm-hmm. them. Like, I know they're not dead in the photos, obviously, but it looks like they are like, they look pretty legit. This is actually something I bring up later on to this opening scene. Like this is probably one of my favorite opening credits in any movie. It's just like, it gives me like big time, uh, like House of a Thousand Corpses mixed with Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes, mm-hmm. like with the old pictures and all the different death scenes. Yeah. Very, there's a very grindhouse feel to it. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, I, I found it kind of unnerving when I watched it again last night. I was like, oh, it's kind of creepy. Like, I don't know, yeah. and the music that plays mm-hmm. over it while it's, and <laughs> boy, I love in like the next part of it, it shows that they're watching the film for their film, like for their class. And the, <laughs> as soon as it gets over, everybody else in the class is like, woo, yeah, <laughs> yeah. great. And then the teacher's just like, okay. I am disgusted. <laughs> you two in my office separately. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, and like this is like one thing about something I'll talk about later in my review, but this was it's kind of like a cult movie in a sense because like it was um, low budget and it was only released um, at a couple of festivals and then only in Canadian movie theaters. Yeah. So like this movie is kind of like a B movie, but it doesn't it doesn't really feel like like that. I don't know. It's kind of hard to hard to describe. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And I, I forgot to mention that this film was like made on a $5 million budget. So yeah. 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 And, and I feel like it's kind of sad that it didn't get a wider release because when I was looking up the, you know, the, uh, what's the word, the box office is what I'm thinking of. Um, the box office was like so small and I was like, what the hell? And then I realized that, oh, they only released it in, mm-hmm. you know, select theaters. So yeah. this, I feel like this film didn't get the the wide release that it deserved, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, was, I was reading up to that. Uh, the only reason why the other two films got made is because how successful it was with DVD sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like it it was technically a box office flop. Like it lost a lot of money in the box office. Which is a yeah. bummer because this is this is honestly one of the best werewolf films I've ever seen. So mm-hmm. um Yeah. It's <laughs> the perfect like concoction for a cult classic though. Yeah. Like yeah. the limited release, the low budget, the like the box office flop, like that's just the perfect recipe for uh a cult classic. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then I love how in this scene, I want to, oh, did you want to bring something up, Mark? You look like you want to say something. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, I love how in this next scene, like they're all playing, what are they playing on the field? Is it a field hockey? Field hockey. Field hockey. And they're, they're uh, (laughs) Bridget and Ginger just standing Mm -hmm. off to the side, you know, Ginger smoking a cigarette. And then you get like Jason and a bunch of his skeezy friends sitting in the background. (laughs) Like, they're like, Ooh, would you, you know, they're like fucking taking bets on who they would like sleep (laughs) with essentially. Um, it's funny that the guys are playing that game and then the two girls are playing search and destroy yeah yeah so like Mm. which one of the other people they would kill basically (laughs) (laughs) and she's talking uh bridget's talking about like the popular girl what's her name in that film i can't Uh, remember trina trina that's it i was gonna say tori but i was like no i think it's trina but she's talking about like killing trina and then as she's talking some girl just happens to walk by and overhears them (laughs) and then goes and tells trina so then Bridge is like, fuck, because she's like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> and so they're like playing on the, they're like, they go in to play the field hockey game. And this was something I thought was really weird with this, with this scene on, on most uh, recent watch. How did nobody on that field notice this dead fucking dog that Bridget just randomly gets pushed into? Right. Dude, I was, was going to ask. That I had. Yeah. Yeah. We're all on the same page with that. <laughs> yeah. Cause they're, they're playing and all of a sudden, uh, Trina just pushes Bridget right into this fucking mutilated body of a dog. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. They've been playing on this fucking field for the last two minutes of this scene and nobody noticed that there was a dead mutilated yeah. dog on the, in the middle of the field. Okay. It's not like it's a small dog either. Like it's a huge, like black dog. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah i i just thought that was interesting to know i thought that was really weird because i guess i never thought of it the last few times i watched this film it never crossed my mind and then when i watched this with more of a critical eye i was like what the fuck like there's just a <laughs> random dog here okay yeah <laughs> yeah but, uh, um yeah one thing with the field hockey i'd asked my girlfriend <laughs> i was like is field hockey like a real thing because i feel like i've only seen it in movies she's like no we had field hockey at our high school but we didn't have it at our high school so i didn't think it was like a thing <laughs> yeah field hockey doesn't sound very fun though i wouldn't have fun doing field hockey no just these manly girls you know going after <laughs> each other <laughs> yeah i feel like this movie um also like captures how high school was like back in the day because mm -hmm. like we went to high school you know recently well not recently but you know with technology and stuff where people could just message and talk shit about girls like over messenger or facebook but you know back in 2000 you just went after girls you know right <laughs> yeah and then i love how um in the last part of the scene when they're walking I think they're walking to the parking lot and Jason basically walks up to Ginger and just asks her out. And she's just like, um, no. <laughs> and just walks yeah. off. <laughs> oh like, man. One question I have of this movie is like, who is Sam? Like, I feel like they should have gave, given him like a reason to be at the school unless it was mentioned. And I just missed it. Well, I think honestly, like his purpose of being there is that he sells like illegal drugs to like all the students at school. And he, I think he dated Trina at one point too, because Trina's like, oh, hey, like she's all like up his ass like all the time. Yeah, and that's true. I think that's that true. might be why, but I, I agree with you on that, Brooke. I feel like for how much of an influence his character has in this film, I think he should have been given more of like, I, I feel like maybe even a better character introduction than just like seeing him in this van selling drugs to people. I feel because yeah, that's yeah. like the first time you see him, right? Mm -hmm. Is yeah. he selling? He's selling drug. Like I don't know if it's pills or or weed to somebody in the in the parking lot, but that's like that's the first time you get introduced to him, and it's like okay, I don't know who this is, but cool. <laughs> yeah, and like Ginger is in the same class as Trina. Same with Bridget, and they're supposed to be fifteen and sixteen years old. So like. How old is Sam? He's clearly out of high school now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he. I think they even say something about that in the film because I think she says something about my sister's like sixteen or something like that. Doesn't yeah. she say that to him? Doesn't Ginger say that to him at some point about Bridget? Yeah, like later, kind of in the third act of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. Anyway, so uh, now that Mark's back, we can get into scene number three, which is the dinner scene, and I, <laughs> I find this scene really funny. Uh, for many different reasons because well and I also think it's it's interesting and I wanted to bring up something that I thought about when I watched this film last night is that I feel like the scene is like this whole movie in general is just a big giant metaphor for women going through the changes of puberty and like mm -hmm. things happening to them that they don't realize they're like oh my god what's happening to me because you know, you get that scene in Carrie where she has her period in the locker room. And she's like, what the fuck is happening to me? It's kind of similar to that in a sense that like the werewolf story obviously is the center of this whole thing, but it's also kind of plays as a metaphor for women going through like, a, a like transitioning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I touched on that on my review too. So yeah, I do. Good point. 
Yeah. yeah, I found that very interesting, but I also I also love the mom in this scene because she's because Ginger's complaining <laughs> about her back when they're eating, you know, dinner and yeah. she's like, "Why does your back hurt?" She and she's like and Ginger's just like <laughs> with being dead. <laughs> she's talking about like all the weird positions that she had to like sit in to do those photos and and then she asks yeah. Ginger if she has cramps and she starts talking about like her menstrual cycle and yeah. having her period yeah. and, and stuff and, like that. Uh, the dad is like totally like me in this situation. Like, <laughs> hey, yes, I know that menstrual is a thing and it's, it's totally fine, but you just don't have to talk about it so much. Especially just, like, at the dinner table when we're trying to eat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I love all the dinner scenes in this movie because like yeah. every single one is just like a subject that shouldn't be talked about at the dinner table. And the dad is just like sitting there like eating his chicken wing, like doesn't know what to say every single time and it's just the typical like <laughs> teen teenage girl angst and the mother trying to like pry mm -hmm. too much information out of them and yeah i don't know i just find every single dinner scene's hilarious in this movie it's great it, yeah it, and it reminds me a lot of like my family mm -hmm. like that's how our dinner scenes go sometimes like we bring up so much inappropriate shit during dinner and my dad's usually the one that's like okay i've had enough i'm trying to eat here you've crossed the line at this point shut the fuck up so i can eat so i don't throw up like <laughs> yeah like i would love to see a big huge thanksgiving meal with this family and the plastics from mean girls and throw in amy poehler as well yes yes <laughs> amy poehler would be standing in the background with the big ass vhs video camera like you know doing her yeah and shit but <laughs> You guys need anything do you guys need another turkey leg some condoms let me know <laughs> i love you <laughs> oh man but then this is the the next scene after this is like the the real like i think kicker scene where it really kicks shit off because this is the scene where they go because they're talking about going and stealing uh trina's dog and making mm -hmm. like playing a prank on her to make her think that her dog died or whatever or got attacked by the beast. what do they call it the beast of the beast of bailey downs yeah yeah because like all these dogs have, have started getting like torn apart and eaten yeah. and so uh they're like talking about like paying her back like taking revenge on her by stealing their dog and making it look like they <laughs> like the beast of you know got it and so they find another dog in the park that's just been ripped to shreds as well and this part mm. this scene is gross oh like, it's so gross it is like what is bridget doing because like, she, she picks up one of the fucking arms and this is the scene that i was like oh because the sound effect when the arm just like falls off yeah. i was like Bleh. yeah yeah it sounds so gross and it looks yeah. gross like mm -hmm. and i like how this movie this movie is almost two hours long and it gets to like the werewolf scene in the first like i don't know 15 minutes ish yeah it's quick yeah like it, it develops the characters in the movie um pretty well like our main characters and that just gets to uh the good stuff yeah and this scene is really cool because this is the scene where ginger gets attacked by the werewolf and he just like fucking tear carries her off into the woods and so bridget goes on after her and i have to say like <laughs> bridget's acting at the start of this film was a little cringy for me there were like there were some parts of it that i was like Ugh. like when she's looking around the woods and she's like <sighs> like she just it looked really over exaggerated in my opinion yeah 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 those action scenes were a bit cringy mm -hmm. for sure i thought you meant like just the way that her character is 
but no, yeah oh no i mean that's cringy too in its own way but <laughs> but it's supposed to be <laughs> right right but yeah i get what you mean by the scene mm. in the woods for sure yeah and then and i oh were you gonna say something brooke yeah yeah i just want to say like the one problem i have with this scene is all of the neighbors like turn their porch lights on and nobody comes out then they just turn the lights off like five seconds later <laughs> right yeah i thought i found that kind of weird too i was like the fuck you're literally hearing a girl screaming in the middle of the woods like bloody yeah. murder and okay maybe they realized that it was these two girls and they're like oh fuck it they don't <laughs> they're weird anyway we're used to it maybe yeah. they are used to it maybe this is just something that they do and they film their fucking weird ass like <laughs> take their weird ass pictures they actually reenact it to pretend they're getting actually killed so maybe the neighbors around this area are just used to hearing them screaming bloody murder. yeah because it's probably a small town so they probably know who these two girls are like this oh there's the girls who are weird and go around taking pictures of themselves dead <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And I, I love this scene because this is the scene where you first get like a really good glimpse of like the werewolf, but it doesn't show it all in like, you don't get the whole picture of what this werewolf looks like from the, yeah. the scene. Yeah. And I kind of like that because it's kind of, they're kind of taking the jaws approach with it. You see only certain things of this werewolf. Mm. So like when, when um later on, when ginger tra transforms into the werewolf, you fully get the scope of what this thing looks like. So I think yeah. that's cool that they only showed like small parts of this werewolf, like when he's attacking Bridget and it's brutal. The way he fucking attacks her is just absolutely mm -hmm. brutal. He's like scratching her and fucking biting her and tearing. I think, Kath I think Catherine Isabel is such a good actress too. Like throughout that, yeah. throughout the whole movie, but that scene too was really yeah. good yeah yeah she did great like in her she has a really great scream too mm -hmm. she has a great she's a good voice like when she gets pissed yeah. off and stuff like i i don't know i that kind of i'm in love with her voice a little bit she, <laughs> i think she could talk to me with her in general Mark. <laughs> she could talk to me for a while um before like right before this scene too like where the werewolf comes um bridget notices blood like on ginger's leg and this is one of the best lines in the movie she uh, Ginger like touches the blood and she's like, "Uh, I got the curse." Oh <laughs> I just yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, because that's when she's starting her period. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. she's like, "Oh god damn it!" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so this is like the scene where, after they get away from the werewolf, they run off into the, they run into the middle of the street, and this is when fucking Sam just comes driving and runs over the werewolf just completely yeah. obliterates it all the smears it all over the road basically <laughs> yeah and uh <laughs> yeah and then bridget i think bridget and uh ginger just keep going right they don't even stop no i yeah, think sam going. i think sam notices them like who they are mm -hmm. yeah yeah because this is this is kind of like his segue into starting to talk to bridget like because yeah. he knows that she was there but i will say i think bridget's acting like her acting in this next scene is pretty good. Like when she gets home and she's like trying to find her mom and dad and she's like freaking out. I think her acting in this scene was really good. Yeah. It was very realistic. And, and just the way Catherine Isabel looks, this just gnarly. She looks like she's fucking like gotten into a car accident or something. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I thought that this scene was really interesting as well, because when um, Bridget is trying to, you know, dress her wounds, she realizes that she's like healing, like her wounds are already starting to heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I thought that was a pretty cool, you know. Yeah, ginger, ginger like hops up too. Like, there's nothing wrong with her at that point because yeah. Bridget wants to take her to the hospital, and that yeah. like it was like instant. Like Ginger was like almost dead, and then she just like snapped up, and she's like, "No, we're not going anywhere." 
She's like, we're good. I'm fine now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this is the scene where Bridget also looks at like the Polaroid pic. Cause uh, I forgot to mention when she's attacking the werewolf in the woods, she's beating it over. Like she's beating it with her camera. Like she's taking her yeah. camera and like, hitting it with it. And she accidentally takes a picture of it as she's yeah. doing it. And then like when she looks at it later, you just get like kind of like a, a side profile kind of like of the werewolf from like kind of like the mouth up a little bit yeah 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 so i think she drops a picture too and that's whenever sam that's how sam also knows knows it's her i think that's later on but yeah yeah, yeah. but uh yeah yeah and then this is when you start getting the whole um the transition with ginger because bridget's starting to notice that ginger's not looking too hot <laughs> she's starting yeah. to not look so great um and she's starting to do th she's also starting to do things that she wouldn't normally do like there's that scene where she's smoking weed in in uh sam's van with jason and a bunch of his friends <laughs> yeah. yeah and then trina shows up with her rottweiler at school like just randomly brought her dog to school <laughs> and then ginger kicks it he <laughs> <laughs> kicks it right in the fucking face too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's going oh my god me. my dog why would you do that <laughs> like, oh. what the fuck would you expect right <laughs> yeah another like connection that it has with like girls going through puberty and also like the the transformation of her mm -hmm. wolf like ginger is like had no attraction to jason before but now yeah. she had her period and she got bit so like she's attracted to jason and like kind of like both ways like you don't know which way like is she just want to eat him or is she like having these feelings like oh i want to have sex with this guy because you know i'm a woman now hormones <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah yeah that's the thing that she brings up too later on she says uh, like I, I keep having these feelings and at first i thought it was sexual but it turns out i just really want to rip the rip things apart or something like that yeah and by rip things apart i mean men <laughs> men are <laughs> small dogs. animals yeah. yeah men and animals <laughs> um but i love how like they're smoking weed in the back of sam's like van and he doesn't even fucking know that they're doing it until he like goes up there yeah. and he's like get the fuck out of my van what are you guys doing in here get out of here <laughs> yeah and then um Bridget follows Ginger because after Ginger kicks the dog in the face, she goes into the bathroom mm -hmm. and she's like bleeding all over the floor. It's kind of gross. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then she notices that like where her scratches are, she's starting to grow fur. Like there's like gray looking mm -hmm. like fur that are, that's starting to grow out of these like scratches. Yeah. And, um, ew, this next scene though, you, like this next scene I found really weird. Like this is another dinner scene that, mark brought up earlier but i who the f what the fuck kind of parent makes a cake for their daughter on their period that is so <laughs> weird yeah i know um but just before we get to this scene i want uh one of my favorite scenes in this movie is the nurse scene after the bathroom mm -hmm. they go to see the nurse yeah. and like the nurse was so funny in this scene like uh she's like they're trying to explain that something's happening to them like it's not you know period and like period related and the nurse just like oh showing them a diagram of like the <laughs> the anatomy of a female like explaining the whole period process and they're like no that's not what's happening 
<laughs> yeah, but she just refuses to like listen to him. Yeah, and just like gives him condoms, like, all right, go have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you brought up that scene because yeah, that that was a scene that I was laughing pretty hard at just because I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I've had I've had nurses like that at school where it's like, oh, you cracked your head open, you're fine. Go back to class. You're all good. It's yeah. not no big deal. It's fine. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I I thought that this next dinner scene was so weird. How she's like, oh my god, my daughter got her first period. He was a kid, <laughs> yeah. and it's just like that's the last thing I want to see right now is a strawberry shortcake that like kind of almost looks like blood like the way it's it like, honestly did yeah. yeah it was gross looking i was like not a fan of that <laughs> yeah I, I even put on my notes i said their mom makes ginger a cake for getting her period which is so fucking weird <laughs> yeah. um and i kind of have like a theory to this movie i don't think it makes sense but i think the parents or at least the mom know that she's a werewolf because like I feel like throughout the whole movie, like they're just come up across as like these dumbass parents, like they don't notice anything at all. Yeah. But, like I think the mom knows she's a werewolf because like it, it's just too obvious, and like they're she's like acting dumb, and like there's so much meat that they make for this dinner. <laughs> there's like this giant ham, a giant chicken, and like I just feel like. I think the mom knows that she's a werewolf. I think, I don't know. Like, what are your guys' thoughts? It's an interesting theory. I never thought of the mom ever knowing that she's a werewolf, but like the dad seems to catch on pretty quick, like that there's something going on. Cause the entire movie, like when shit starts going down, he's like questioning, you know, Ginger the whole time. He's like, something's going on with her and the mom. Yeah. And maybe, maybe to go off your point, Brooke, maybe the mom like knows what's happening because there's a scene later on when the mom finds out what they did to Trina, not to jump ahead too far. And she, she makes the statement like, Oh, when everybody finds out about this, they're going to blame me. Yeah. Like the mom's afraid that they're going to blame her for like mm -hmm. th what their daughters have done. And so maybe, maybe you're right, Brooke, maybe the mom does kind of know somewhat about it and she's just trying to cover it up. Like she's just trying to make it seem like it's not as big of a deal as everyone else is making it because she doesn't want people to, people to catch on to what's going on with their daughter maybe. So that's, that's very interesting. When you, when you brought that up, I was like, you know what, you, you could be right on the nose with that. Yeah, because, like, I don't know if they mentioned in the movie, like, when these dog killings started, if it was recent. Like, this may have been happening, like, in their town, you know, for a few months or a couple of years. And maybe the mom knows that something is going on in their town. Yeah, 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 that's, that's a very... That's a very good point, Brooke. Or, yeah, Brooke, because I was just thinking that, too, when you were saying that. I was like, that's kind of subtle, but it makes sense when you say that. Yeah. yeah. So but yeah, like this whole dinner scene is is just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I was just I just couldn't get past it the fact that like who the fuck does that? Like who makes a cake for their daughter when she has her period? Like it's just so weird. Like the mom is so weird, but she's hilarious in this film too. <laughs> but uh this is like the ne the next scene is when Bridget and I think Ginger are arguing about cuz cuz Bridget at this point's convinced that she's 
turning into a werewolf and ginger's like not having it she's like i'm fine there's nothing wrong with me but it's like clearly there is you're fucking growing fur out of your body girl like that's yeah. not normal yeah. <laughs> you ain't growing pubes out of your body you're growing fucking fur like there's a difference <laughs> i think there's a big difference between pubic hair and fur yeah but she that's started, just me she started to look like uh anna paquin from the x-men movie like yeah single gray hair <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and then um I found this is when she was starting to look good, like minus the whole hair on her chest and stuff. But well, when yeah. she has like the gray, like she has like the two yeah gray in her hair. And I wanted and to bring this. Oh, sorry, you go first. I was gonna, I was gonna say, and she does like that mean girl strut down the hallway in school. See, see, and here's what I was yeah. thinking with that scene. I think the scene really reminds me in a lot of ways of Jennifer's body because there's yeah. that exact there's that exact hundred percent in Jennifer's body mm-hmm. when she's wearing like the mm-hmm. pink heart heart like you know uh cut off shirt and she's walking down the hall it's exactly like that almost like pretty much shot for shot like looks exactly like that and i didn't put i didn't correlate the two together until i watched this on most recent watch and i was like you know what like this kind of reminds me of jennifer's body even like the fact that she's going around eating guy like basically you know eating people that's basically what jennifer does in that film too and it's it's there's very subtle i feel like I mean, like, realistically, it's almost like Jennifer's body is, like, not a remake of this movie, but I mean, like, there's so many similarities, like, Mm -hmm. within Jennifer's body, you can almost correlate the whole body transformation, like, puberty and whatnot, to what she has. Um, Jennifer turns into a monster, Ginger's turning into a monster, like, it's all... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, there's definitely a lot of correlation. Oh yeah. And I also oh, noticed that um she looks super fucking skinny in this scene. Did you guys she notice? Does. She looks yeah. grossly skinny in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. her waist yeah. looks like it's like this thin. Like yeah, it, I was like weird. Yeah. But I think before she was like wearing like the sweaters and you know mm-hmm. more hiding her body because that's like the type of person she was. But if, and also I feel like her character like they have to be like 15 16 but i feel like Catherine isabel looks way older than she's supposed to be like portrayed in this movie yeah oh yeah she's only 19 in this movie too like oh really yeah so she wasn't that much older and i'm pretty sure that the actress that plays bridget was older than her yeah she's four four years older than her yeah and she looks younger than uh than her yeah yeah for sure yeah, I don't know. I, I I wanted to bring up that point, though. Like, I just thought when I watched it the last time, I was like, yeah, this reminds me so much of Jennifer's body now that I'm, like, putting the two together. But mm-hmm. it's just, like, it's kind of uncanny. But, um, and the, this next scene is the scene where you finally get introduced to Sam because he's, like, talking to Bridget. And yeah. they're kind of talking about, like, what they saw that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, with the werewolf, like with him after he hit the werewolf with his car, he's got that big ass fucking dent in the front of his car. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then this is also the scene where, um, if I'm not mistaken, where Ginger asks uh, Jason out on a date, correct? Oh, no, she doesn't ask him, she tells him and like throws him down. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and then like they're like just making out for for abs- out of nowhere, <laughs> like because I feel like the, the not scene there um, sh- isn't she sitting on the bleachers with him and they're like just making out and then 
fucking Bridget's just standing on the side of the field and um then that's when it goes to the next scene where they're making out in the car, right? Yeah. 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 And I like this scene because um the way the scene plays out because they start making out and then she like basically starts attacking him. And then when she gets home, when like Bridget's in bed, she's already in bed sleeping. When Bridget gets home, or I'm not when Bridget gets home, when Ginger gets home, Bridget's already in bed sleeping. And then the way this scene plays out, it makes it seem like she killed Jason, like basically yeah. mutilated his body. Cause then yeah. when she, yeah. Cause then she takes her out to the backyard and Bridget looks over the fence and she's like, Oh my God, you killed the neighbor's dog. <laughs> yeah even during this watch i thought it was uh jason yeah yeah so did i because well and i like how um when um this is something else i wanted to mention because early on like even before she fully starts tra transforming you can start seeing that her nails are growing and she looks really gross like yeah, her nails look gross. Yeah. and her teeth look different too like her teeth are starting to look really weird which i'm kind of surprised nobody in her family noticed yeah that's like that's... one that's a flaw that I have in the whole movie. Like she goes yeah. to school like that and not one person notices. Even Jason who has sex with her <laughs> doesn't notice like. But. Yeah, that was one of the things that I bring up in my review too, for sure. Um, the one line I love in the movie is like, I can't relate to it. Like none of us can, but whenever they're laying in their beds and she's telling Bridget she had sex and she's like, yeah, we had sex and Jason finished pretty quickly. Now he's going to go around the school telling people that he got laid and I'm just some whore and he's the hero. And I was like, <laughs> man, like, I'm sure that's how many, so many girls like growing up related. It's so accurate. Yeah. Like I, that, that was one thing that I really like about this film is that they portray, you know, the, the subtle references to, to adult, like women trans trans um sending into adulthood like it just it really i feel like i can't relate because i'm not a woman obviously but it, it, it watching it it feels like that's exactly what women feel like when they go through that kind of stuff mm -hmm. aside from the werewolf stuff of course <laughs> yeah, i can't think of too many women that have uh, transformed into werewolves so yeah there's no of anybody you know <laughs> maybe we can get them on the show and we can interview them about that but <laughs> But yeah, I, I don't know. I just liked how this scene played out because it just made it really seem like she attacked and killed Jason. But then you see him at school the next day and he's yeah. like, he's starting to kind of look kind of gross because he's like bleeding. Like he goes up yeah. to the he goes up to the guys on the field. And what what does he say to them? He says something like that was kind of funny to me. Ginger Fitzgerald rocked my world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they notice that he's got like a red stain in his pants and he's like, it's a pen. My pen. Yeah. God damn it. And, um, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say this scene made me cringe when he's peeing in the, in the mouth. Oh, my oh, God. Dude. Yes, totally. So <laughs> my wife watched the first half of this with me. And uh, she doesn't watch horror movies ever. So I was kind of happy that she sat through a little bit of it at least. And this scene came up and I was just like, oh my God, like I was cringing. She's like, what, does that make you hurt? I was like, yeah, a little bit. I said, like pissing blood is one of my biggest fears. Like it's just such yeah. a, ugh. And she's like, it's never happened to you before. I'm like, what the fuck? No, it's never happened to me before. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it's happened to me before, I have some problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, sorry, you go, Brooke. Well, it's kind of like another thing. So if you have something to add to that, then go ahead. 
Huh? Do, you have still, do you have something else to add to like what Mark was saying or because I have something totally different to. Oh, no, there was just there was just a small little detail that I forgot to mention um, in the car when she's like making out with Jason. Like, isn't there that scene where the, her spine just like starts like, yeah, oh, it's yeah. so gross looking. And and then there's that scene. I think there's a scene before that or maybe it's a little bit after where Bridget notices that uh, Ginger's starting to grow a tail. That scene was gross, too. I was like, ugh. Yeah. The tail was disgusting. It yeah. was. It looks gnarly because, like, she she's like sleeping in bed, and she kind of walks over to Ginger and like uh, opens the blanket, and you just see this tail. Like, this, yeah, oh, I was like, form, yeah. gross. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say is before this scene with uh, Jason was the piercing scene. Did we skip I, that, or was that coming up? I think the piercing scenes after. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because that yeah, because Bridget goes to Sam after the sex thing. Yeah, and that's when he gives her the ring. Yeah, and they mention um, regarding Jason. Like, is this the first werewolf movie where we like confirm that you can become a werewolf by having sex with a werewolf? (laughs) (laughs) I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) I guess that. I guess that's that's something that can happen so i guess Catherine isabel or ginger doesn't get pregnant she just <laughs> makes uh jason turn into werewolf <laughs> yeah and his his transformation is gross like yeah it is uh, he looks like seen... a 12 year old kid going through puberty yeah like yeah. he doesn't even look like he's transforming into a werewolf aside from his like teeth other than yeah. that he just looks like he's got like fucking herpes all over his face mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got like zits all over his face and he's you know, going after little boys. Yeah, which was kind of <laughs> weird. That was kind of a weird scene. Like when when Bridget catches him outside, like holding, like grabbing the little boy, and it's like, ew, yeah. like what a cre- creep. I have some, yeah. yeah, I have some comments about his transformation and that scene specifically too later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's. Ugh. <laughs> but then you get that other scene where um, Catherine's like in the bathtub and she's like shaving. Yeah. Oh, he's just got yeah. tufts of like fucking fur <laughs> razor. It's gross. Mm-hmm. And then her mom comes in. Oh, and then she notices the nasty thing growing out of her fucking ankle, out of her foot. Yeah, she's got that like yeah. what? What's that called in a dog? It's like a, a fifth claw or something like that. Something like it's, it's gross. I can't remember what it's called, but yeah. Like, yeah, like that's another thing with like the mom. Like she just bursts in there, and um, Ginger's doing her thing. And she's just like, oh, it's just, you know, you becoming a lady. And Ginger's like, oh, I'm just, I'm fat. <laughs> like the magazines. She's like, oh, you're not fat. And Ginger says something like, uh, she's like, she just screams out. at her. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah, like, she's like, fuck out. <laughs> she's like, you don't know what I'm going through. And then like the mom says like, oh, what is that supposed to mean? Or something like that. Yeah. Well, and I love when she first comes in and, uh, Ginger's like, get out of here. And she's like, nothing I haven't seen of you before. It's like, <laughs> she's, yeah. she's weird. Her mom is fucking weird. Yeah. Her mom knows absolutely no boundaries in this film whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> but is there anything else you guys wanted to mention about like any of these scenes before we move on? No, I'm good. I know. I guess like her mom's, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like obsession with, Ginger's going through her like puberty is like I kind of feel like all mothers are kind of like that with like their firstborn. 
mm-hmm. because they're losing their child pretty much right mm-hmm. yeah in a sense yeah and here you guys are making fun of her <laughs> she's just weird like i i totally get the whole not wanting your like being afraid of your firstborn growing up and whatnot but like making her a cake on her fucking first period is weird walking in her walking in on her naked in the bathtub and then saying oh there's nothing i haven't seen of you before it's just there's some things that i'm just like this is weird like there's yeah. there's a point in time where you grow up and you stop like doing certain things with your children like i stopped kissing my mom and dad on the lips when i turned like six years old like it was just something yeah. that it's just something you grow out of doing because it's just weird and yeah. like that's just what i feel like her mom is like she just does not know any boundaries she knows like i don't know just weird but <laughs> but uh and then this this next scene i really like because this is the scene where trina gets killed because she yeah. comes over and she starts accusing uh bridget she's like where the fuck's my dog somebody stole G- somebody saw ginger take my dog and then like ginger like grabs her and takes her into the kitchen and like starts trying to like threatening to kill her and bridge is like basically trying to talk her down and then she like trina gets away from her and like has the knife and then this is kind of gnarly because she fucking slips on the because they get into an altercation and they drop like some like what is it like flour and like something milk or something i don't know milk they drop milk yeah yeah and then like trina slips on it and hits her head on the counter and like dies so she's like yeah. basically bleeding out on the kitchen floor. And this was another scene that had me fucking dying because um, then that's when the mom comes home, like the mom and dad come home and they walk in and fucking <laughs> Ginger's <laughs> just laying on the floor in fucking Trina's blood. And she turns around and they're like, oh, Jesus Christ. And she's like, we get extra credit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she's and like, they, sitting there like, it's corn syrup, daddy. You want some? <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Isabel is an absolute fucking hoot in this movie. Like every yeah. line that she says is just so funny to me. Like this scene was just really funny. And then the mom goes out to like put the meat in the freezer and Bridget follows her out and she's like, I want to talk to you about boys. What do boys want? Yeah. And, yeah. The, and like, cause the mom opens the freezer and Trina's body's in there. And I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry. How would you not notice that? I know. And like same, like at this point, Ginger is, her transformation is like getting pretty uh, like far into it. Like her nose is kind of changing. It's like, how does the dad and mom not notice any of this? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, like I said, I think the dad notices things pretty early on, but mm-hmm. I think with the mom, I think, you know, if you're right with your theory, Brooke, I think she's just trying to ignore it and trying yeah. to like not think about it or, Maybe it's just like her denial that her daughter is finally growing up into adulthood. I think that might be some of it too. Like she doesn't want to, she doesn't want to see it. She doesn't want to admit that her little girl is growing up or whatever kind of thing. Yeah, maybe. Yo, so she, I just had, I just had an epiphany on Brooke's theory. Ooh, do tell Mark. Let's the mother, it. the mother randomly comes home with that wolf's hood. Like oh, out shit. of nowhere. You're she's right. Like, she's trying to use it like as a craft or something is what she makes it out as, but yeah, so maybe maybe there's like some sort of backstory with the mom. Maybe she maybe she was a werewolf at one point. Maybe she's Van Helsing. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> mom by day, Van Helsing by night. <laughs> when the parents are actually going into therapy, they're actually hunting werewolves. There we go. We there- just fucking broke this movie, boys. There we go. There we go. You learn things every day, guys. 
<laughs> the, the Reddit thread has gone crazy because of yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this whole scene with the fucking parents coming home and just the it's extra. We get extra credit. That's the whole scene just had me like laughing so hard last night. But um, what happens after this scene? There's like the scene where they like go to bury her body in the backyard. Well, Bridget tries to break her out of the freezer yeah. like three hours with, later, and she's fucking with the fucking like, screwdriver. Yeah, and breaks off two of Trina's <laughs> fingers. <laughs> yeah and then she's like oh great so they fucking take her body like they wrap her body up in a blanket and take her outside in the backyard and then they bury her in the shed correct yeah yeah and then like to go on with her point that we just made about like the mom possibly knowing like the parents are outside doing yard work and the dad finds the two fingers and he's like oh what's that and the mom just comes over just like, oh, it's just part of their project. So yeah. it's like, she's not phased at all. <laughs> Man, you're fucking, yeah, you're blowing my mind with this whole thing. I know. Well, and she, she picked- puts it in a Tupperware container mm-hmm. and then puts them in the fridge. Right? That was yeah. so weird. Yes. God like, if, damn it, Brooke. Like, I, if if these fingers were just like um, props, why would yeah, you maybe props or like plastic or whatever. Why would you need to put them in a fucking Tupperware in a, in a fridge? Well, and not only that, but she knows exactly where to dig up the body later too. She's in the yeah, shed exactly. and there's no reason. There's no, nothing that I remember leading up to like <laughs> letting the mom in on where, where they buried the, where would they bury Trina? Like she just yeah. have like, there's just a random scene that pops up where the mom is un like digging through the dirt and she finds Trina's body. And like yeah. her reaction to it is very like, not what like you she, expect at all. It's like she doesn't want to believe it, but like she kind of had a feeling that it was going to be there. Like she knew what she was yeah. going to find. Yeah. Yeah, Brooke. Fucking blowing our minds tonight. Jesus. <laughs> it's going to be a good discussion. I think the yeah. listeners are in for a treat on this one. So, but yeah, there's mm-hmm. that. Uh, I feel like there's another. Oh, well, then you get into like the whole scene where um, her and. Uh, sam are figuring out like they make that like concoction yeah because before this they're like back at school and sam just shows up again because that's what he does he's fucking (laughs) creep but he calls a girl and trina's like oh hey sam he's like no bridget (laughs) (laughs) that was before trina died that scene happened yeah yeah well that's like their initial meetup but uh for some reason like i didn't get like this whole kind of relationship because Bridget tells Sam that she's the werewolf, not her sister. Yeah. And it's like, how does Sam not, I don't know. Like it's another thing with the whole people not noticing uh, Ginger as the werewolf. Well, I feel like, like Sam definitely, cause Sam brings it up later on. He's like, it's for Ginger, isn't it? It's not for you. Mm-hmm. So I think like, Maybe at that very moment, he doesn't realize that it's for Ginger, but like in the following scenes, I think he starts cluing into it. And also to go on to this fucking crazy theory, whenever they find like the plant that um, is supposed to like cure the werewolves or whatever, the the fucking mother shows up with it just randomly. Mm -hmm. It's like, what? (laughs) 
<laughs> and it's like it's like because the way uh sam reacts to it in the next scene when she brings it to him he's like where did you get this because it's like it seems like it's not something that you can just get at a store or yeah. that you can just go somewhere and and get out of out of the you know fucking thin air so it just seems to me like i don't know i don't know dude yeah and the mother says she just picks it up at a craft store it's like what but um do we want to talk about the scene where she fucking uh where ginger basically just annihilates the fucking teacher yeah jesus yeah. christ because there well there's that scene before that where Bri is that the scene where bridget locks her in the bathroom yeah and she breaks out yeah yeah she breaks out of the bathroom and then goes to the school and murders the teacher and then the janitor too yeah which which the janitor seems kind of sad for me. I was like, oh, he didn't do any like Bridget's like he didn't do anything, and she's like, I don't like the way he looks at you. <laughs> yeah, because earlier on in the movie, he Bridget says that he was looking down, or Ginger says he was looking down Bridget's shirt. Yeah, because it's the but... scene right after Bridget falls into the dog mm -hmm. and she's in the locker yeah. room and he's helping her clean up, and yeah. Ginger's in the background, and then yeah, that's when she says, I didn't. Yeah, I caught him looking down your shirt or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and then Ginger says, like, oh, it kind of feels good to do that. Like, how she kills the teacher and the janitor. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel, I like, I ugh, I can't say it enough. Like, I love the effects in this film. Like, when you, when you see the aftermath of her, like, just tearing this teacher apart, it looks pretty fucking gross. Like, it looks gnarly. And yeah. then she's, like, attacking the janitor, too. Because the janitor just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And yeah. he has to walk into the the room that the teachers did bodies in and then when uh bridget gets there it's like in the middle of the after like in the middle of all the shit so the the janitor is already being fucked up at this point yeah yeah like why do you think ginger kind of changed her mind because when the janitor goes open the door you see ginger like close push the door like against him and then she slowly opens the door and then that's when she kills him Maybe it's because she realized who it was. And like she said, she's like, I don't like the way he looked at you. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Could be just because she realized who it was. And she's like, oh, okay, I'm okay with killing you. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I, I like this scene a lot. And then you get like the whole scene with um, the mom finding Trina's body. I might be jumping ahead here, but I don't know if there's any scenes that you guys want to talk about in between. Um, I'm trying to like kind of speed up the, the timeline. The, uh, the Jason scene. Was that around here? Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, this is, oh, yeah, that is important to note because they make the they make the concoction out of the the plant that they get. Yeah. And so this is when she she tries it out on Jason because he attacks her and she did, like, she sticks the syringe in his neck and then he just goes back to normal. And he's like, I got to go home. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I got to get to class. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then you find out, okay, like, this works. Like, this could, this, yeah. this could help. This would cure um, Ginger. So then um, Ginger also says something about throwing a big party at the greenhouse that Sam's at as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Like, I remember the first time I've ever watched this film, I, I assumed there was going to be, like, this big-ass fucking massacre in this in this uh, greenhouse, and I was so ready for it. I was like, oh, <laughs> this is going to be good, because I saw, like, all these people, like, here, and, you know, partying, and I was like, oh, this is, like, the big climax or where Ginger just comes in yeah. and just starts annihilating all these people. Like, I, I assumed in my mind the first time I watched this movie that there was going to be, like, a scene of, of Bridget getting to the 
the aftermath of it and she was going to walk in this fucking greenhouse and there was going to be blood just all over the walls yeah. the ceiling and like just body parts everywhere that's what i assumed in my mind the first time i watched this movie so it's kind of a little disappointed that that didn't happen but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think they should have made her transformation through the whole movie like less noticeable and then the night of the halloween party like made her a bit more noticeable because then yeah. like because even some of the guys say like oh sick halloween costume you know they just played off as a costume mm -hmm. so yeah. i think they should have went that route oh yeah and then um this is also the scene where bridget shows up and she she convinces uh ginger to go back with her and so then they go to walk out and fucking Sam just hits her in the over the head with a fucking shovel. Yeah. And and Bridget's like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I had to get her home so that I had to convince her to come home with me so that I could fucking cure her. Yeah, because the, she tells uh, Sam that the cure worked, but she left all the, the syringes at her house. Which kind of stupid decision on Bridges part why didn't you just bring it with you you yeah. could have just stuck her with it right then and there like you could have distracted her and then just been like right in the neck yeah I don't know that was something that kind of bothered me the unmost recent watch of this film I was like oh, yeah Bridget, come on and, uh, just looking back at my notes um during like the Jason scene he had another epic line where he's like come to papa baby oh, <laughs> oh yeah ew and then in this next scene, this is like when uh, Sam and Bridget get back to Bridget's house. Mm -hmm. And she's the, like she's basically in the back seat, like in the back of the van, uh, Ginger is. And then Ginger gets out. And then this scene is like pretty fucking brutal. Like when she attacks yeah. uh, Sam, because they're in the, I think they're in the pantry and they're getting like the concoction ready. And then fucking ginger just comes in and pulls him out and she's pushing him against the door and you can just hear him screaming as she's like fucking just yeah i really yeah. like the um like it's kind of like a montage but like not a montage of like ginger transforming into like her final form mm -hmm. yeah um, and this is where sam is like you know fuck it i'm going out there i have to go out there like you stay here bridget and he goes out and it just gets fucked up <laughs> Yeah, and he get yeah he gets fucked the fuck because there's like blood everywhere. Like when when Bridget's walking through the house to try to find him, there's just like a trail of blood. Like there's so much blood. It's like how is he still yeah. alive? He lost yeah. almost all his body weight. <laughs> of, <in Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the look of this werewolf too because it's not like a typical werewolf, you know, where it's like full of hair. It's like yeah. no, this werewolf has no hair almost on his body. Mm -hmm. that's just true. Like a white werewolf kind of looks like a naked mole rat <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say one of those yeah. hairless cats but yeah <laughs> that too yeah hairless cats are so fucking ugly dude i can't i love them wow they're so <laughs> gross looking <laughs> but uh yeah then like this is the scene where she like drops the syringe down like in between the stairs because when she's walking down she drops it well what was that she start she's yeah. starting to like transform too a little bit like she's getting all the same effects that Ginger had at the start of the movie. Cause yeah. it doesn't at one point, I forget which part it was, but she cuts her own hand and then oh, they do, yeah. they it's, do like that pack they that they promised when they were eight or nine years old. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the scene where they're at the greenhouse and uh, she comes in on her and Sam when she's arguing with Sam 
and because she tries to because uh ginger tries to pull one on sam like he's, she's trying to like have sex with him and he's like get the fuck off me and then bridget yeah. comes in and she's like talking about how you know she's gonna become just like her or whatever something like that and so she cuts her own hand and she, yeah. she does this because she knows that it works so she's like later on i'll just you know cure myself too so mm -hmm. then like they have to put their hands together yeah good good uh yeah good catch on that because i yeah forgot about that scene <laughs> so but yeah like there's the yeah because i was wondering that too i was like why is she like all of a sudden just like Bleh, she just falls mm -hmm. on down the stairs and she drops the syringe and then when she gets to the bottom of the stairs you see sam and he's just like laying there and then this is the first time you get the whole scope of what the werewolf looks like and mm -hmm, i yeah. this is kind of where i said that the the practical effects in this film kind of hurt it a little bit mm -hmm. because i will agree with what brooke says about how it's not like a typical looking werewolf but at the same time i'm not a fan of how this werewolf looks either yeah yeah. And I don't know if that's just an opinion that I have. I don't know if you share that opinion, but there was just something about this werewolf that didn't look super realistic to me. And maybe it's just because I was, I was holding such a high expectation because of like what I saw in the howling with the werewolf look in that yeah. film. Like it looks so good. And I'm not saying it doesn't look good in this film, but this film was made years after that film. So yeah, yeah. I think to me, it was like, I don't know. I can tell that it's not real. I don't know. There yeah. was something that it kind of took me out of it just a little bit. I think I know what it is. The other movies are American werewolves. This is a Canadian werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, Canadian werewolves are, there's a fine line between Canadian werewolves and American werewolves. Don't Canadian know. werewolves are hairless. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say like, also during this scene, like where are the parents? I don't think they mention it or they might. So I know they get home and they ask like, hey, where's mom and dad? Or like, mom and dad, are you home? And then they're not there. Well, because I don't know where the dad is, but the mom was with Bridget at that party. And then Bridget and Ginger dipped at the back. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? I didn't even remember saying yeah, that. Yeah, because there's that scene where Bridget's walking along the road. And like her mom comes and picks her up and she's like, tell me what's going on, basically. Yeah. Because right. at this yeah. point, mom takes her to the party to pick up Ginger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then you never see the mom and the dad again after this. No. no. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck the dad weird. is. Yeah. The dad was probably like, my family's fucked. I'm out of here. I'm getting a divorce. I'm filing paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be bit by no werewolf. Yeah. I'll see you in court. <laughs> Oh man, he's on his way to the fucking Bahamas or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Like I I I love hate the way that this werewolf looks in this scene. I think it looks cool in some aspects, but in other aspects it just kind of did take me out of it in a couple of parts just because I just couldn't get past the fact that it didn't look super realistic to me in certain mm -hmm. parts. I don't know. <clears throat> maybe maybe it's just like the close-up shots of like the face of it. I was just like, "Uh, it looks rubbery to me." Yeah. Yeah, I think I think a reason I like it is just it looks so different apart from other werewolves. Mm -hmm. And also love the scene whenever um, Sam is like he's still alive, but like barely alive. And then Bridget comes up to him, and she starts like drinking, like eating his blood. Oh, that scene so grossed me out yeah, so much. With Ginger, and then um, she's like, "Okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore." oh yeah that scene grossed me out because 
Ugh, I was like, I was eating during this scene, and I was just like, yeah. push the food yeah. away. Nope. <laughs> oh, it's so nasty because she just takes scoops of it and just starts eating it out of her hand. I'm like, oh, yeah. so disgusting. The one scene that was more gross, which we kind of forgot about, was whenever Bridget pierces Ginger's like belly button. Like I hate needles, and like I couldn't watch that scene. Like, <laughs> yeah, that she gets scene. it stuck. Oh, yeah, that scene made me cringe too. That scene's brutal because she like doesn't she pierce it with like silver, like a silver. Yeah, that's her plan to see if like silver will somehow, I don't know, cure here. Yeah, well, yeah. in the, in this in that scene in particular, I forgot to bring up that I thought it was kind of cool how you kind of subtly see for just a second like ginger her face transforms into like the werewolf look like her eyes change mm -hmm. and her teeth like change completely and then she goes back to being normal again like right after that but like there's like that one shot where you get a glimpse of her like her face kind of changes when like yeah. oh but that scene that belly button scene is just ah. it's gross it made me cringe <laughs> but i also like when she finally like takes uh sam out and she just like bites his fucking neck or whatever yeah, because Bridget said pretty much goes against their pact that they made. You know, sisters together forever. If you die, I die. Like, their relationship was, like, so well portrayed, like, by both actresses mm -hmm. and, like, the story as well. Um, so, like, the ending is kind of, like, fitting. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. What like I, happened. Like, I can definitely understand why they got casted in this film because, like, mm -hmm. I can't see anybody else playing these two characters because they just have like this like camaraderie where it's like you watch this film and you think they're actually sisters in real life. You would you would believe yeah. that they're and that's I think that's the other thing I love about this film is that it's it's really tragic, especially in this next scene, because this is the scene where Bridget's getting attacked by, you know, uh ginger and she's like getting attacked and she has like the the needle she finally gets the needle and she has yeah. like an she has like a knife too, or what or is a screwdriver. It was a knife, yeah. Yeah, the knife. She has the knife, yeah. and she ends up, like, stabbing Ginger in the stomach with the knife. Mm -hmm. And I I liked this scene, but I hate how this movie ends. I forgot that this movie ends like that. Like, it's literally just, like, she, she stabs her with the knife, and then, you know, she has that moment where she's, like, crying, you know? And it, it is sad because it's like, oh, my gosh, like, I can't imagine doing that to my own sister. Like, I can't imagine yeah and it's yeah. like it's like that like having to put yourself in that situation where you know it's almost like you have to put her out of her misery because it's like mm -hmm. there's nothing else you can do so it's well, like and i think sam said mentioned something like that to her later on or earlier on sorry because he mentions that he doesn't know like what the dosage of the the concoction is or anything like that he said you need to be prepared that like you might kill her and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. 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 And so it's, it's it's really sad. Like that scene is kind of sad. Like that final scene is kind of sad. And then you get like the shot of um, Bridget laying on top of Ginger's body. And she's like, kind of like, you know, her breath, her breathing is really staggered because she's like mm -hmm. dying. And then she just stops breathing. And then it just cuts to black and goes to credits. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> that's what we got. Okay. That's, that's I, don't, I love it, the ending. Yeah, they hit you with the Sopranos, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True that. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, just... I, I like it because, like, they've had this pact throughout their entire life where they're like, I bring it up in my review, too, where they're always going to be together. They're never going to leave each other, blah, blah, blah. 
And then it like I feel like that final scene just shows how close they are where um and it's not even ginger at this point she's still staying there with her and like helping her through it in a sense yeah yeah, yeah. It, it yeah and it, it is really it's effective it's very sad and it, this is another I, scene that i think her acting really shines mm-hmm. the girl that plays bridget i think she does really yeah. great in the scene yeah yeah because like the the two sisters are like totally different from like their parents yeah oh yeah so like they're they're in like their own world kind of together like their rooms are like in the basement where it's like unfinished there's no like fucking walls i was gonna say that's a weird looking bedroom it looks like a fucking like torture chamber. yeah like a fu- <laughs> either asylum or fucking some serial killers like <laughs> where he keeps them prisoner or something it just looked like a fucking like it looked weird i didn't like yeah. it yeah <laughs> but uh yeah, I guess. I mean, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about with this movie before we get into like the ratings? Uh, there's one thing I wanted. To, I just remembered. Whenever Jason gets uh, gets stabbed with the needle, he's like walking away and still has the fucking needle stuck <laughs> in his neck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah, was like he doesn't even realize it's in his neck. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how his parents w- reacted when he got home if he still had the needle in his neck. Like, oh my God, what is wrong? And he's like, what? And they're like, they just yeah. pulled the needle. And he's like, oh, yeah, about that. I don't know. Yeah. Science experiment? We get extra credit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think this film is fantastic. I Like yeah. I said, I think it's one of the best werewolf movies I've personally seen. I haven't mm-hmm. seen a lot, as I stated before, but... I really enjoy this film. I have enjoyed it every time I've watched it. I, I feel like, you know, that whole fucking theory that you brought up, Brooke, is really fucking me up right now, though. Yeah, that fucking I blew know. my mind. Yeah, me too. All right. So without further ado, do we want to get into the ratings of this <clears throat> film? Yes, sir. So I, will let you, I will let you and Brooke go first. So you have story rating, quality rating, and then I did the overall rating, which is like the IMDb rating and whether or not it deserves the rating it got. So. Take it away, Marker Brooke, whoever wants to go first. All right. Okay. So for my story, I gave a six out of 10. Um, but honestly, after like our discussion of it, I might bump it up to a seven, just like with the whole like mother were- werewolf theory. Um, but anyways, it's a really cool werewolf movie that really intertwines female teen angst and puberty into one movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this is coming from like a group of guys who has who can't relate with this movie whatsoever, but <laughs> somehow we all do in a sense. Like we're like all attracted to this movie, yeah. which is weird to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like the one thing to have is like there's a lot of plot holes in the movie, which we've discussed for a discussion, like how no one notices that Ginger is like changing appearance and just some other like small things in the movie so i'll give it a seven out of ten nice very nice uh i gave my story an eight out of ten uh i i basically i can agree with everything that brooke just said like i like how they use the werewolf transformation as a metaphor for puberty Mm -hmm. uh i feel like this movie really showed female empowerment with ginger and bridget kind of like they start off the movie as being like very meek and quiet and 
like keeps to themselves and everything like that. But then as the movie progresses on, they sort of come out of those shells. Ginger, because she's turning into a fucking werewolf, but like Bridget really comes out in trying to figure out a cure for her sister. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like, she's kind of going against all of her own beliefs of like talking to boys and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I said it before. I really like the ending. Um, I feel like in most movies like this, they kind of try and tailor to the audience and make it a nice, happy ending. Whereas this one's not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, like upon a first watch, if this is your first time watching, you wouldn't expect Ginger to actually die at the end. Yeah. So. Very nice. So. Um, sorry. I also said, I think this is the first time we've ever seen a female driven werewolf movie too. I think yeah. Have we ever seen a female werewolf on screen? Uh, well, the howling, she becomes a werewolf at the end. Oh but... yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, it's it, it doesn't happen until the very end. So I mean, I guess yeah. that doesn't quite count. I think I think you're right with it being like a full on film where she just transforms the entire film. So yeah, I think as far as that goes, I think yeah, it would definitely probably be the first one, maybe the yeah. first and only one, because I can't think of any other yeah. ones that are like this. So yeah, very good point. Um, that makes it a little harder for me to talk about my story rating, but I'm gonna try. So. For my story rating, I gave it also an eight out of 10. So I'm the same with you, Mark. Um, I wanted to give it a 10 out of 10 just because of the originality of it. Like, because there is no other werewolf movie like this film. There really isn't. Like there isn't, there isn't the whole werewolf movie that uses, you know, teenage puberty as a metaphor for, you know, werewolf transformation. And I really enjoyed that part of it. And I like just really enjoyed the characters in this film. I thought... The two sisters, so fucking good in this film. Like this film has so many funny moments that I, you know, as as dark as it goes and you know as as bloody as it gets, there are some like comedic moments as well sprinkled throughout. And I just thought that, that kind of made it kind of unique as well. Um, and then just as far as like everything else, like you guys basically hit it on the nose, like with everything. Like I think the reason why it's I gave it an eight out of ten is just for everything that you and Brooke said, like with the the plot holes. There's some things that I'm just like, that doesn't quite make much sense. But okay. <laughs> you have to kind of like I guess detach your you know reality a little bit. You kind of have to, you know, detach yourself from that a little bit and just kind of enjoy the the ride that this film takes you on. But mm-hmm. I also wanted to mention like I don't hate the ending because it's sad or because it doesn't have a happy ending. I just hated how abruptly it like, just yeah. like, there's no like, okay, so what happens after? And maybe, maybe, you know, I haven't seen the sequel, so maybe it explains it more, but I don't know. I just felt for me, like on most recent watch, I don't remember it ending, ending that abruptly kind of with jaws. It was kind of the same feeling I got with watching jaws. I was kind of like, okay, cool. <laughs> so we don't know what happens to the characters after. Okay. I guess, I guess we'll just have to leave it up to interpretation, but with the whole, you know the whole fucking mom storyline like the mom theory is like yeah <laughs> so, that's really cool it's really cool to me so yeah eight out of ten for me on story so <clears throat> but yeah cool um before i get to my review like the the beside like our ratings of this like we all like love this movie like without a doubt you know, just like get to look at it like a, kind of like a critic's eye. Like, you know, we may say all these like kind of bad things about it, but it doesn't take away from the fact that we 
we'll overlook these when we watch it, you know, just regularly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. So, for, think, oh, sorry, go. No, no, I was just getting my rating, but go ahead before I get into that. Oh, I was just going to say, and it like, I think the reason why I feel like we can overlook it is because it is such a fun film. Like, it's just so fun. Yeah. Like, you, like, you can try to find things that you hate about it, but I just feel like at the end of the day, it's just, it's, it's a really entertaining film. And I just feel like there's not a whole lot to hate about this film. Like you yeah. can, you can forgive, you can forgive the little things that don't make sense just because this film is so good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I, I watched this movie twice in 24 hours and I wasn't bored. Oh really? The second time. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it again today. Nice. Like before we recorded, right? Cause you were telling yeah. me we were going to. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, yes. For my quality, I gave it a nine out of 10. Oh, yeah. Um, after watching it this time, like I've watched this movie like probably four or five times. And this is, de I could definitely say this is more of a dark comedy than an actual horror movie. Yeah. And if you look at it that way, like it just makes it that much better. Like <laughs> it's like the great acting, the hilarious dialogue, like the script for this movie is so great um the special effects are fantastic what we talked about and it's a canadian film so mm -hmm. i gotta give it a nine out of ten it's good for quality That's i like good. it what about you mark i gave my quality a seven out of ten <clears throat> i said the girl's acting was really good and convincing um like we mentioned before like they actually do seem like their sisters like they just have mm -hmm. that that really good rapport with each other um i thought sam was pretty good like in most cases there were some scenes where i was he, his acting was kind of shoddy but i mean for the most part he was good uh, mimi rogers who played the mother was fucking fantastic the father made me laugh like every time he was on screen pretty much um i did not like sam's character so that takes some points away i feel like he would like i don't know i just feel like he wasn't a very good actor in this movie no um the script was great at showing the teenage angst and uh the like the two like um catherine isabel and emily perkins both did a great job in their respective roles um some of the practical effects weren't the greatest at times but they still hold up better than 2001 cgi would <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah. I, f I feel like, like, even though we can shit on the werewolf design a little bit, I feel like even still, if it was CGI, it would probably be worse at this point now. Like, yeah, it would probably look really cartoony and shitty. Um, I really loved the score. Like, that theme music that plays over the opening credits and the closing credits is fucking great. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Seven out of ten. Very nice. Very nice. Um, I wanted to bring something up when you, uh, before I get into my quality rating, when you said that you didn't really like the character of Sam, when you had to go off for a minute to go help your wife out, uh, me and Brooke were kind of touching on that as well. We were saying, I think the reason why his character may not be the most likable character in this film is because he doesn't have much like of a character. Like, it's just like he yeah. shows up, he shows up just randomly like selling drugs to these people and that's how his how he gets introduced and it's like not even really an introduction and then all of a sudden in the next scene he's all of a sudden like the next time you see him it's like he's talking to Bridget out of nowhere mm -hmm. and it's like okay 
Like we didn't really get much of a, we didn't get much of like a, a lead up to his character at all. He just kind of, kind of pops in here and there. Like he's a, yeah. he's a pretty like huge influential character in this film. Like he helps bridge it out a lot, but it's like, there's times when I'm like, why is he here? Like what, what is mm-hmm. he, you know? So I think that that's a lot to, you know, the, the problem with that character of Sam is just, he didn't get a lot of character development or anything. I was going to mention, like, I feel like the females get the um, more attention. Like, that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that, but just they're like the leads in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. even the father, I don't think he has any lines in the movie at all. He does, but they're like off screen lines whenever they're first coming in, whenever uh, Trina dies. Oh, He's like, okay. He yeah. like has like a couple small lines, but they're off screen. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh I I had said that I didn't like Sam's character and I felt like he was poorly acted. I meant to say Jason. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> yeah, I like that, that's I what I thought. Sam. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I like Sam for the most part. I I was thinking that you were gonna that you were talking about Jason, but I was like, I don't know, he might just be talking about Sam. I'm not gonna correct him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I kind of agree with you. He's kind of a a skis in this film too he's kind of gross like the entire movie he's just like ugh. and for my quality rating i gave it an eight out of ten uh just because i you know think the acting is phenomenal in this film i think some of the cinematography in this film the the you know the effects in this film are really great in some parts i i did knock it down a couple of you know pegs because of the some of the (laughs) prosthetics in this film aren't in my opinion, aren't like there were, like I said before, there were a couple of parts where it just kind of took me out of it. Cause I was like, okay, that doesn't look realistic to me. And it did, it did kind of take me out for a second, but um, yeah, I still think it's a fantastic film. I think mm-hmm. the, I think what they did with it and what a small, like the small budget that they had yeah. is pretty fucking yeah. good. Cause $5 million is not that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. No. Like maybe maybe back in like the eighties or the seventies that was a lot, but like this movie was made in two thousand one, so this movie's literally only twenty years old at this point. So it's like mm-hmm. back then even movies were getting filmed on more of like a fifty fifty million dollar budget. Like there were films being made on a higher budget. Yeah. So the fact that this film got made on five million dollars is just impressive to me. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, and then now we'll get into the IMDb rating. So. I saw online that it's rated 6.8 out of 10. So what do you guys think about that? Do you guys think it should be ranked higher or lower? Or do you think it's fine where it's at? I I looked on Rotten Tomatoes. And um, I wrote like a little write-up on that. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll bring it back around to the IMDb rating. But okay. um, <clears throat> I feel like... Because Rotten Tomatoes critic score was a 90%. And in my opinion, that's a little bit too high. Yeah. Doesn't mean I don't love the movie, but I don't think it deserves a 90%. There's like, there's some really, really well-made movies out there that got a lower score than 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, The audience score on Rotten Tomatoes was a 78%, which is a bit more accurate in my opinion. Yeah. I I personally feel like that would be where I would fall with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think all of us would, yeah. Yeah, and like with my scores, like a 8 out of 10 and a 7 out of 10, that equals out to 75%. So, I mean, I'm like pretty much right on par with the audience score. Um, 6.8, I 
I think it probably deserves a little bit higher than that. Like I wouldn't give it any lower than a seven to a seven point five, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Seventy five percent, but yeah. I mean six point eight is still not that bad. Yeah. Anything I feel like anything like above six point something is, you know, considered pretty good. Yeah. But, yeah. So. Yeah. But what about you, Brooke? Um, yeah, I definitely think it could be a little bit higher. Like uh, like Mark said, like a seven point two to a seven point five. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with Mark. Yeah, yeah, I I think I would just give it a solid seven. Personally, I just I yeah. think, I mm-hmm. think anything higher, a little bit higher than what it is. I mean, I mean, I'm even okay with it being a six point eight. But if I had it my way, I'd probably shoot it up to at least seven. I think it yeah least that so. Um, yeah, great film overall. I really love this film very dearly, and I'm glad that I got to talk about it with you guys on the show today. So thank you for that. No, thank you. No, oh, thank you for having us. And thank We've you been for wanting to voters. talk about it for a while. So yeah. good, good. And I'm glad. Thank you to all the voters that voted for this film as well, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really, it really looked like, it really looked like American in London was going to win. And I think at the, like the last minute, this movie got more votes so yeah yep yep so it was like the it was like one of the first times that i was happy that my pick didn't win because <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm i'm on a pretty huge losing streak right now as far as um my picks go i've only won one pick and it was the one that i did with uh will and eddie when i did the howling yeah. that was my pick and that was the only pick that i've done so far that actually got picked so <laughs> everyone else is kind of uh beating me in that whole aspect but um but uh, before we move on, guys, is there anything else you want to talk about with Ginger Snaps? I'm good. No, I don't think so. Cool. All right. Well, then we'll get into the next section of the podcast, which is the trivia section. So very excited because I just wow. pulled, I literally pulled these trivia questions right from this uh, <laughs> this uh, <laughs> template on fucking uh, online. So I uh, yeah, I gave you guys each have six questions so you have a perfect amount of questions to get right so <laughs> so i'll just ask i'll ask you the first question mark and then i'll ask brooke the next one and then we'll just go back and forth is that cool yep sounds good cool cool all right brooke so or mark so question number one what is the name of the first dog to be killed as shown in the movie by the beast of bailey downs and these are these are multiple choice so i'll read them off Okay. Miles, Norman, or Baxter? Baxter. You are correct, sir. So that's Thank one you. That's one for Mark so far. That was kind of an easy one. That was, that was. <laughs> All right. All right, Brooke. Question number two. What is one of the deaths that is not shown in the death project sequence? Uh, Clorox tea party, ripped up by dogs, lawnmower mutilation, or caught underneath the garage door? Um. Fuck. Do you know the answer? Uh, ripped up by dogs. That's right. It was ripped up hey. by dogs. Nice. I remembered like the the uh, the lawnmower and the garage door, but I yeah. didn't remember the tea party. But glad I got yeah. it. Cool. Cool. All right. Question number three, Mark. This one's a little bit of a tougher question. What is the name of Ginger and Bridget's guidance counselor? Mr. Wayne, Mrs. Walter, Mr. Wyatt, or Mrs. Wallcoach? 
Mr. Wayne. Nice job, buddy. Going Ooh. going <laughs> two for two right now. <laughs> All right. Question number four, Brooke. According to Bridget, what is Trina's favorite homework excuse? What homework? I was too busy having a life. My nail glitter ate it. Or I was outdate. I was outdating the entire student body. Wow. Um, I'll go with the uh, the second answer. I was too busy having a life. Yeah. It, it was my nail glitter ate it. Damn. <laughs> so so far, Mark, you're winning. <clears throat> All right. Question number five, Mark. What is Ginger's favorite dessert? Angel food cake, chocolate mousse strawberry shortcake or raspberry tart strawberry shortcake ding 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 that's right strawberry shortcake all right question number six brooke what actor plays jason brad fiegels shane stadler justin warner or jesse moss the jesse moss good answer that is correct (laughs) all right mark Question number seven. According to director John Fawcett, this is the only werewolf movie to do what? Never show the full moon, have both leads be female, actually be good, or be personal and scientific? Uh, never show the full moon? Yep. yep. Nice. I was going to say, I don't think I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that as well, yeah. Yeah, because he says he he wanted to show like the cycles like the menstrual cycle type of deal instead of like the full moon to kind of, to kind of, uh, uh, I guess represent that. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Because, uh, Bridget has like the female like calendar mm-hmm. has like the menstrual cycles, but also has like the full moon, like of the day. Yeah. 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 The free calendar that came with the pads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Question number 10, Brooke, the antidote for the werewolf virus is made of what plant? Wolfsbane, sandalwood, angelica, or monkshood? Monkshood. Nice answer. That is correct. So, true or false, Brooke, or Mark, true or false? Catherine Isabel and Emily Perkins auditioned for the movie together. True. That is true. Yep. Nice job. Damn. Damn, these are like easy questions. I should have gone for the harder (laughs) (laughs) ones. All right. Qu- last final question, Brooke. You can you can tie th- or well, can he tie uh, this up with you or are you gonna win no matter what, Mark? I think Mark already won. Oh damn. Sorry. I'll answer it anyway though, if you want. <laughs> All right. Question number twelve. What do the boys at school refer to each of the sisters as? Their names, Bridget and Ginger, Hottie, Freak, or Fitz? Um I feel like it's Fitz for some reason. Yeah, you're right. It's That's Fitz. What I was say, yeah. All right. All right. Well, that was, you guys did really good. Good Mark. job, Mark. Did I get them all right? Yeah, you got them all right. Brooklyn. Fuck you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are the, you guys are the kings of trivia so far. So. I'm not even happy that I beat Brooke. I'm just happy I did better than Josh did. (laughs) Yeah, Josh is going to fucking hate it too. (laughs) I can almost imagine the Instagram war that's going to go. Josh is going to be like, fuck you guys. We both did better than him too. (laughs) Yeah, you did. You did. Good job, guys. That was fun. That was a fun little trivia. It was. Uh, 
But uh, yeah, I guess before we wrap this episode up, do you guys want to tell the listeners where they can find you again? Uh, you can find us on Instagram where everybody else is a podcast on Elm street. Um, we release episodes weekly. Uh, we're obviously a horror movie podcast. Um, each week we dive into a different horror movie and yeah. Yeah. Um, we can also find us on uh, Patreon and, uh, this lovely gentleman that we are talking to right now just became a patron and, uh, yeah, if you want to check that out, you can go find us on Patreon, I guess. And we're having our first uh, kind of chat live stream um, on uh, Valentine's Day, the day before. So, you know, it should be fun if you want to come hang out with us, watch a movie and uh, chat. Yeah, that's on Discord. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very excited for that. Um, and I was also, I told you and Brooke both this, I was very excited when I, um, became a patron, a patron of your Patreon that you guys had the trick or treat episode because I was like, Oh my God, trick or treat is one of my favorite movies. If I could talk about like a werewolf movie that I love that falls in that category, even though it's not just a werewolf movie, but the scenes in that movie that has to do with werewolves, that's like my favorite part of that whole movie. Like, yeah, that's funny because we were just talking about um is this the only female werewolf that's movie that's true yeah and yeah. i i like the not to go off subject too much but i like where that werewolf movie goes like i like where mm-hmm. that scene goes because yeah it's not expected in my opinion no no so but uh yeah that was that was really fun guys i had a blast yeah For me sure. too it was me awesome too. I'm so glad we finally fucking got to do an episode <laughs> together after a year, but uh, I think good things come with time. So I think this was a really fucking good episode. So Definitely. it was, I had a blast. It was a good discussion. And uh, which one of us is starting the Reddit uh, thread for the uh, ginger snaps theory? I think you should take it away, Brooke. I think you're the one that started that theory. I think you should roll with it. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Because <laughs> I, I never even thought about that theory until you brought that up. And I was like, oh my God, that actually makes so much sense. Because it's like, when you brought that up at first, I was kind of like, I don't know. I don't think yeah. she... And like the more we went into it and like realized like all of the scenes with the mom kind of coincide with that theory. And it was like, holy <laughs> fuck, yeah, you might be right, Brooke. Yeah, yeah, I was not on board with that theory at first. <laughs> yeah, I can tell by your face. Like, yeah, me too. <laughs> what kind of bullshit are you spewing out of your mouth? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh but uh yeah, thanks again, Michael, for having us on. Um we had a blast with this and can't wait to get on again. Of course, Thank yeah. You. And like I said earlier on, um, I can't wait to have you guys on for a podcast episode in the future where we're all in the same fucking room together. Yeah, that'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah. that's gonna be cool anyway yeah thank you guys again so much i i i love and adore you both i'm so fucking happy that we met this past year you guys have been so awesome so thank you for coming on it was a blast so thanks again for having us of yeah course. thank you do you guys want to sign off with me let's sign off all right well we will see you guys next week uh i think next week i will be joined by the horror bandwagon podcast and the poll that's going to go up tomorrow is going to be underwater versus alien. So that's one I'm very, very excited. Oh shit. Yeah. So you guys, uh, all you guys that are on social media, please look out for that. Um, please follow Mark and Brooke 
at a podcast on Elm Street on Instagram, subscribe to their Patreon, listen to their episodes. They're fantastic couple of dudes and I'm so grateful to call them my friends. So check them out. And then you can also check me out at We Love Horror Podcast on Instagram. My email is We Love Horror Pod. And yeah, leave us, uh, leave myself and the boys at a podcast on Elm Street a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts as well. So that would uh, help us uh, reach more people. So yeah, anyway, without further ado, let's sign off, guys. So we will see you guys next week and uh, bye. See ya. Oh. Bye. Sorry. I wasn't <laughs> sure if we were doing that too. <laughs>